bleeding stopped though, didn't it? It stopped bleeding and coming out of your butt. What? The bleeding coming out of your butt. It stopped, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, eventually. I actually mm. had to go to the doctor for that. I had a hematuria. Yeah. Do you know what hematuria is, Anne? It's when you bleed out your butt. No, hematuria is actually where you bleed out your penis. No. Oh. So here's, here's one of the things that our audience, especially as the active crew that they are, if you're ever doing exercise for a long period of time, you can mm. tear something internally that means you pee a ton of blood. It's very scary. Yeah. Always get it checked with your doctor. I didn't for a little while. And yeah, but you weren't exercising, though. You, oh, it was when I was training for the ultramarathon. You cotton wool buds down No, it was when I was training for the, yeah. co- for the ultramarathon. I was about to say the cotton wool bud marathon there for a second. <laughs> You've incepted me, you son of a bitch. Yeah, you just, there's the map you where you... incepted me. See how many cotton wool buds you can stick in in one go. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I... I um, but then you can also get it. Do you need one? No. You can also... Are you trying to get me to do a show for you or something? Just swab my dick? No, I was using that on my ear. You know, you actually... You get something similar when you have an STD test. It's a little metal umbrella. It's horrible. Fucking... Yeah. Anyway, so... uh, So, yeah. So, you can get hematuria from running for, like, three or four hours in a row. Hmm. Or you can get it from having sex for, like, over an hour. Hmm. I've had both. Not to Hmm. brag. Hmm. I'm just real bad at sex. I couldn't find that. I was essentially... No. Starting a fire between someone's kneecaps. Uh, no, so yeah, you can get hematuries from like almost any rigorous exercise. Hmm. So how are you doing this weekend? Is that your first review? No. How are you doing, Nat? Whose turn is it this week first? I don't know. You're the one who's supposed to... Well, you're the one who started recording. I thought so, you were prepped. That's, that's right for you. It's just freaking you wasting so much time looking at CCH Pounder memes on the that internet. That was you! You keep... Watching... Boys, boys. Go, God damn it, Dutch, whatever dirty work have you got us doing for the DA? That bit. Like, you love... Racist. Um, but yeah, so uh, I don't know who goes first this week, but let's talk about some stuff. News? There's been news? Oh, uh, really? There's been news? There's been news. Fucking nondescript, just news. Announced a second part to Code Code 8, that Netflix what? movie with Stephen and Robbie Amell. I've never heard of it. Yeah, got part two coming out. They cancelled a whole film that was shot and, and completed again, which was uh, Looney Tunes versus Acme or whatever it was. Coyote versus Coyote versus Acme, yeah, mm. that was fo- that was shot. Special effects were done. Yeah. Had a release date. Nap <laughs> in the bin. Um, God, it's just madness, isn't it? Well, Warner Brothers only want the surefire hits on their hands. That's you know, I think it'd be funny if it turned out that they've been bleeding money because of how much they spent on the Snyder Cut. I think that'd be really funny. Yeah, yeah. But no. Anyway, what are you doing? I'm waiting for you to check who's first this week. It was me. Oh, was it you this yeah. week? You're going first. Okay, cool. So, yeah, um, I don't know. Some people died, didn't they? Who died? Um, about 10,000 Palestinians. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, that that <laughs> happened. Apparently, Suella Braverman is also trying to kill a bunch of homeless people. Yeah. Yeah. And then a bunch of Normal racist... country. A bunch of racist twats tried to, tried to get to the cenotaph on... Uh, Armstance Day. Not Tommy Robinson, though. He jumped in a pride flag he, taxi and drove away. He got to Chinatown. One of my favourite places in London, Chinatown and Soho, the adjoining area. It's got great little vegan restaurants. you got a lovely... the chickens hanging in the windows. Well, you got, no, you've got Cafe Donata there. you got a neat burger there. It's around the corner the from where the M&M M&M shop Charles. was. <laughs> M&M shop's still there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, around the corner from... God forbid anyone goes to the... Why do people go in the fucking M&M shop when they go to the UK? Why are M&M's. M&M's associated with the UK? They're not. It's just, you, where else are you going to get M&M's? Anywhere. Literally anywhere. Hmm. It's like when you go on holiday and they have like those triple packs of the vegan Kit Kats. And they're eight quid for free vegan Kit Kats, but it's only three pounds for free vegan Kit Kats. So 
Are you paying five quid for a shitty cardboard box? Yeah. Oh, that's good to know. Great box, though. Really, really enjoyed that in a five pound. No. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. Stuff and things. The world's falling apart again. It's a fucking <clears> nightmare. Um, apparently, you can't be critical of the IDF without being called, called an anti-Semite. Because apparently being critical of the IDF and Netanyahu is being anti-Semitic. Um, which is insane. Because that's... This is not true at all. The IDF, they've done monstrous shit in their past. I mean, I'm not saying that Hamas aren't a terrorist group. Hamas are a terrorist group, yeah. (laughs) But, like, the IDF aren't much better. (laughs) When you look at the shit that they've done, like, there was a report recently where, like, Israel, um, there was an Israel team that were, like, noting on, like, oh, Hamas have dissected a woman who was pregnant and they've taken a baby and they've dissected that too. It's fucking horrible. And, like, and it was that was dated like a week after everything kicked off, and um, and when you look into it, that same Israeli newspaper reported that ten years ago as an action by the IDF to deter people in Gaza. So it wasn't actually anything to do with with Hamas. They didn't do it. Like I'm all for calling out a terrorist organization for being a terrorist group. You don't need to add to their atrocities to sort of make them seem more terroristic, and you don't need to lie about shit you've done to make you seem better. Just it's war. Just fucking stop it. Ceasefire. It's not really a war. No, it's not. It's a. It's more like a genocide, isn't it's it? An extermination. Yeah, it's really fucked. It's really, really fucked. Um, I I've been saying for years, like start the podcast off with all the bright, uplifting, happy yeah, yeah, yeah. topics. And then we'll get to the fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been saying for years that like there is there is an ongoing effort by certain groups to move out Palestinians from their houses forcefully and then insert American Jewish people. There's been this thing that's been going on for years, and it's fucking utterly insane that this is happening. But it is happening, and I mean and, the put Israelis in Palestinian homes, you mean? Yeah, but not, not Israelis, not just Israelis. Jewish people from the US have been transferred over to go and live it's in these... free real estate. It's fucking insane, isn't mm. it? It's just insane. And, like, you wonder why there's, like... And I'm not saying that there needs to be a terrorist organisation, but, like, a lot of the shit that we do does cause these things to happen. The treatment of people does create, like, these horrible organisations. Look at the US with the Taliban and then ISIS... They created those organisations. As much as we forget about that, like, Rambo 3 was all about helping out the Taliban. They team up with James Bond in... Um, do they? Living Daylights? Or oh, yeah, they skill? do, yeah. So they do. One of those ones? Can't and it's just fucking insane that, like, we keep doing these things. Like, as a world, we keep doing these things and not realising we're creating these groups. Doesn't matter, because we, 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 people realise it's happening. It's... Just that we're not the ones in power. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess that's it. But yeah, a bunch of racists marched on the cenotaph and they got beaten up by the police. About 120 people arrested. They're all fucking gormless twats. The whitest people you ever see. They keep complaining about how they can't even go out of the house anymore because they fucking yeah, they can't can't help but see a curry shop or a kebab shop. It's so so terrible out there now. And you think to yourself, looking at these people, it doesn't look like any of them have seen the sun in about twenty five years. So I doubt that's true. It's I think they're just fucking hermits who spend all their Carvery. time. They spend all their time on fucking Facebook and Twitter, getting all their news and information. Fucking scumbags, a lot of them. Anyway, and. Welcome mm-hmm. to Crit Apocalypse. Episode number what? 223? I don't know, man. This is, um, you going off the rails. I've lost my mind in the last few weeks. There's been a genocide down. I don't really know how to handle all the atrocities happening at once, so 
So, you know, just to help me out here, help a brother out, give me some, give me some guidance here. Oh Lord and save your aunt. <laughs> and his, and his apostle Starscream? What? This, this is Master Dominus. Oh, I'm supposed to know that. Yeah, he's, um. It does sound He turns a... into a Mastodon fossil. Oh, right, okay. I did um, not know that, I'm sorry. Anyway, and. Kinda sucks. And, 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 your first this week. What are you going to review? Is there anything news wise you want to talk about? Anything you're excited about? 222. Episode 222. Oh, Desmond 222. Yeah, Desmond 222. Go on, Ant, go. Come on, your review. What are you reviewing? I'm trying to stand up my Mastodon What are you first? One Piece. Go for it. I watched. I started watching One Piece, the anime, because we saw the live action one. That was yeah. a little while ago. And we liked it. Yeah, it was really good. We both reviewed it well. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Um, I started watching the anime because, like, I watched it when it first aired, like twenty years ago. A billion years ago. Four kids stub with the rap. You remember the rap? One goes, gotta go, gotta go, yo ho, yo ho, set sail for One Piece. No. Monkey D. Luffy, he's made a rubber. How did that happen? Yo ho ho, he took a bite of gum gum, that one. Um, that's not in the Japanese version. They've got a real song instead. Um, but I thought I'd watch it, give it another try, because I never liked the original, the four kids dub. It had all those, you know, the Yu-Gi-Oh voices and all that sort of stuff, the sort of voices they always had on those shows. There's that one guy who did Joey Wheeler in Yu-Gi-Oh, he did the voice of Sanji in um, One Piece, I think. And he was all like, yeah, yeah, Sanji. And all that, you know, he's had that fake Boston accent thing going on. It was terrible. That's not in the Japanese version. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, you, well, you'd expect it not to be. No. Like, no. Hey, I'm walking here. It's like yeah. subtitles. Yeah. But, um, no, it's really fun. 61 episodes down so far. I'm going by the Crunchyroll seasons on this because the seasons, if you look at them on Wikipedia and the Japanese um, breakdowns, is like all over the place. It's wacky. Like, season two's 14 episodes long, according to the official breakdown, which, you know... But um, season one, it's all the stuff from the Netflix show, so it goes all the way up to... um, goes past the Arlong Park, so you know Arlong Park is the last part of the Netflix show, and then there's, like, a little extra bit afterwards, they go to a place called Logue Town, and there's a little adventure with a girl and a dragon um, that they go on after that. I don't think the Dragon Girl thing will be in the Netflix show because that was apparently not in the manga. So mm. it's quite good though. It's really nice. It was nice that little, that was like the end of the series, like 10 episodes focused on this little adventure. Um, but no, it's, it's a really good show. I've really enjoyed it. It's, it's really light and uplifting and fun. And there's like this endless positivity going through it. And you can sort of see why they went with that Inaki Godoy for Luffy in the net live action one. Cause it's like, He's got that constantly, perfectly happy, positive attitude. And it's like, it comes from the manga, obviously. Um, but it's just it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a bit overly familiar because I've watched the US show and I've seen the original thing. So it's not all new to me. I think the original show I watched up to probably the Arlong area. Because I know I saw up to when Sanji comes into it yeah, um, years ago. But now it's all, it's all new for me now. I don't know what's coming up. Um, apart from Chopper, Tony Tony Chopper. Tony's only chopper. Yeah, the little deer man. Yeah. Little deer guy, he looks like a mascot. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. He's a little, he looks like a cuddly deer thing with a big head. Sweet tooth. No. He's tiny, tiny, he looks like a teddy bear. Like sweet tooth? No. Oh. But, um, no, it's good fun. It's good fun stuff. There's a lot more stuff. You can see where they trim stuff from the, um, the live action series to sort of cut things down. Because this show's got this, there's like a different weirdo every week mm. in the Japanese show. It's like, like there's, there's a ton of episodes where it's just, 
here's some freak, let's see what his deal is, and then they punch him a bit. Oh, look, he's got a stretchy um, penis. I kind of like this, because um, the last anime like this I watched was probably Dragon Ball Z. Oh, I fucking love Dragon Ball Z. And, and I got tired of that show when every fight would take like 20-odd episodes to I complete and all it. that stuff. I fucking loved it! But um, the longest fight in this is Luffy and Arlong, and that's like four, like three episodes that goes over. Um, most of the fights in this are like a couple of minutes. They get them, get them over and done with out of the way, and it's more about the adventures of the cast and what they're getting up to. And their wackiness, and the little stories, and their tragedies. Like when you get the whole um, backstory with Nami about her mum, her adopted mum, um, Belmere, and what happens with her, and how she dies, and all this sort of stuff. It's like it's pr- it's brutal, kind of. It's really mm. like heart wrenching, brutal stuff. And that whole, you know, because in the in live action version, that whole thing built up to Nami asking for help, and Luffy just being like, "Yep, yeah, sure, of course I'll help you." And then he goes and beats up the fishmen. Yeah. Um, the way it all plays out in this is very similar, and it's just like no one's sure what Luffy's doing the whole time. What's going on with them fishmen? So have they eaten gum gum fruit, or are they just mutants? No, they're just people that live in this world. The fishmen, just mutants. They just come, no, yeah, just because they're all mutants. different fishes, aren't they? It's just so. a race of people in the world. But wait, but they all look different. Yeah, and they all have different, different fish. Yeah, but they're fish. They're just fish people. They're just people who look like fish. But where they come from, though? Aunt? A place where people who come look like fish come from, France. Okay. Do you want to say that? Yeah. Yeah. But um, acceptable. Yeah, that that whole bit, the build build up, is different in this version. Um, like Luffy, he actively has no interest in knowing anyone's backstory. He doesn't want to know where they came from. He doesn't want to know what they did in the past. It's what they're doing now that matters to him. Hmm. Like one of the characters, um, Nami's sisters, trying to planning to explain what's happened to Nami in the past, and Luffy's like, yeah, not interested, and he just walks off and leaves Sanji, Usopp, and um. Zoro to hear all about it, and that's kind of kind of neat because he doesn't care about her past. He's just waiting for her to ask for help. She he knows that she needs help. Yeah, and he just fucks off and sits under a tree for a bit, wanders around, um, sees a couple of guys. The guy with the pinwheel on his hat, the guy's got all the scars. Who runs the town? Yeah, the sheriff guy. He just keeps obsessing over his cool hat, and it gives him an idea for a move. Um, when he, when he sees him later, and he hasn't got the hat on, the first thing he's, he's like almost drowned. And he's just like, "Where's your cool hat?" <laughs> um. But there's just just nice stuff like that. A lot of the flashbacks as well. They're not like the characters explain them to the rest of the crew a lot of the time. It's just like they think about something, and then the episode it spends an episode telling you their backstory. Oh, okay. And it's not something the rest of the crew know. It's it's like a self-contained thing. Whether they find out later, I don't know. But it's not what it's about. It's about realizing their dreams and where they're going. Um, the bit with Zoro fights Mihawk. That that's really cool. That's do you remember that on the live action show? It's like this whole set piece moment and. He gets his ass kicked and all this. And it's got the same sort of thing where Zoro gets his ass kicked and he's just like, I got beaten, but I'm not going to be beaten again. I'm going to become the best fighter in the world for you, Luffy. I'm never going to be defeated. And then I'm going to challenge Mihawk and defeat him one yeah. day. Yeah. Which I don't think's happened in the anime. I think he goes off and gets trained by him at some point. Um, but it's just nice that even when they lose stuff, they, they, like, they t- treat you positively. They learn a lesson and they get on with it. And there's loads of fun stuff in that Luffy's about to be, ex- be executed in one pit. And he just Can like, he be executed though? He's vulnerable to knives and stuff. And he can drown. But he's just about to be executed and just smiles and goes, I'm dead! And then a lightning bolt <laughs> strikes and blows up the sword buggy's holding. Um, I wonder what they're going to do about um, Alveda in the, is in it, the live action show. She's the big show. lady. 
Yeah, the big, big, big pirate woman at the start. She eats a gum gum fruit, gets skinny and sexy. Yeah. So they're going to do that in the live action show? But keep her head normal. <laughs> I don't know. Because she has like a big head still, doesn't she? No. Or does she no, get a small head as well? She just looks normal. She just, she becomes slippery, basically. That's the power she gets. Oh. The reason she gets skinny is because all the fat slipped off her. Oh, yeah, gross. That's, that's a bit idea. of a mess to clean up. But she can't be like a bullet. She gets shot with a bullet or someone tries to grab her. They just slide straight off. She does a bit where she, um, <laughs> Buggy turns himself into a car. He like holds onto two wheels and he combines himself together like a car. I would say like removes his arms and stuff yeah. to like, yeah. <laughs> and then she jumps on him without her shoes on and jumps off as he's racing at full speed. She just slides down the hill on her feet. <laughs> Just like she's slipping down the road, that was kind of fun. Um, Smoker's kind of cool. I'll be interested to see him come back up again because he was the guy who teased. Smoker. Keep talking about Smoker. He was the guy who got teased at the end of the series, the live action yeah. series. Apparently, they filmed some of the Logetown stuff, but Netflix was like, "Oh no, you should end the series after our long part." Which, to be fair, is the right place to end it. Yeah, that's like that's the moment when they become this legendary team because that's when they get their first bounty and all this sort of stuff. That's a mm. good place to end the series because um, what comes after that is fine, but it doesn't. It's not really an ending. What happens after that? Because the series ends with them going up the mountain. You know, there's mentioned there's a mountain in the middle with the water's flowing upwards. Yeah. That's where the show ends, when they go up that mountain and start heading oh, down the other right. side. okay. That's when the end of the first series is literally that moment, which, like, for, like that's their goal in the first series, to get to the Grand Line mm. and everything. But, like, it makes a better storytelling ending to be the Arlong Park moment, because that's when the team fully bond together and become a proper unit and everything. But, um, nah, it's really good stuff. Smoke's, yeah, Smoker's a cool character in the anime. He's um, he's this marine. He loves catching pirates when they come to his village he, in town. Low Town's the place where um, the pirate thingy was killed. Um, Gold Roger, where he's executed and told everyone about his One Piece treasure. Um, so Luffy's like on a big tourist kick when he's in that island. In that island. Mm. And Smoker just like... He saw Gold Roger get executed. He's got gum gum fruit powers. He can turn his body to smoke and control it and all this sort of stuff. Um, not gum gum fruit, devil fruit powers. But um, he's kind of like, he's not out to get Luffy or anything like that. He's, it's his job to get Luffy. It's his job to stop pirates and everything. But you kind of tell that he's sort of like, is interested in pirates and he wants to find, I think it feels like he wants to find one that's worthy of Gold Roger's name. Not one that can fight him. Because it seems like he respects Gold Roger, like he's still smoker. Yeah, he saw him get executed when he was a kid, and yeah, he's got some sort of legendary status to him and all this sort of stuff. And he's trying to find. I think he's trying to find a pirate that can match up to him. Which is why he's been just. He just takes his time, just wanders around and Mm. stumbles across people. But um, nah, it's a good series, really fun series. I've got sixty-one episodes down. Is one thousand and twenty-eight to go? Nice. (laughs) Currently, nice. I have been reading the manga. Oh, have you? Alongside this, just as a just to see how I get on. I'm three issues in. No. Oh. Um. Uh. I got distracted by uh by a few different things. I read a few different things in the in the meantime because I started when you started watching the series about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, and uh and I've read four or five other books in that time. No. Oh. Sorry, not sorry. Um. But yeah. Yeah. But that sounds good. Sounds fun. Where are you watching it? Crunchyroll. How is Crunchyroll nowadays? 
It's just a, it's just a website with stream stuff. It's just a streaming site. Uh, you, know? you click the button, it starts playing a video. He's had the worst, worst video player. It works. It works. Yeah. Like it doesn't do that irritating thing some streaming sites do where if you don't watch the very last second of the video it thinks you're still on that episode oh god yeah so what it used to do on Crunchyroll was it used to like replay the ads three times in a row I don't get any ads because I've got Crunchyroll Premium oh you're paying for it no because Xbox give you 75 days free oh, Crunchyroll oh nice and it ends on Christmas Day oh so you've got that one to get through it <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to get through all the episodes. Yeah, Christmas just watch Day. them all the time. I'm going to watch 1,020 somewhat episodes. Yeah, you can do that. Catch up. You don't need to sleep that much. I haven't watched the movie. Apparently there was a movie in there's the a new movie. first series. Yeah. There's, there's like 14 movies. I've watched a few of the new movies. So I've watched oh, Stampede yeah. and I've watched um, Red. That was so, the last one. Yeah. Um, there's I've gold watched, before that. Yeah. I've, I think Stampede was good because that was like a self-contained thing. I enjoyed they that. They haven't quite. got them on Crunchyroll though. They're on oh, Netflix. Are they? Yeah. Right. Stampede's on Netflix. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and it's really good. Um, um, I like Stampede. There was like a... There was the first One Piece animation. There was like an OVA, straight to video thing that was done before the series started. Yeah. It's done by a different animation team. But um, that'd be nice if that was on there. It's not. And they haven't got the crossover episodes. There's three episodes in around the 400, 500 range. Yeah. Where each year they did a crossover with an anime called Toriko for the first two years. Yeah. And the third one was Toriko and Dragon Ball Z. Oh, cool. Um, but those episodes are straight up missing. Like, it it misses oh. those numbers. So I might have to visit the cat site and download friggin' yeah, the episodes I'm missing during there. Because, you know... I had someone telling me um, you should watch One Piece because it cuts out all the filler and stuff like that and pastes it like the manga comic. I'm like, I can't say I've watched One Piece if I watched an edited, cut-down version of it. But I could. No, I wouldn't. That's but cheating. I could. You'd miss out on great stuff. You'd miss out on the dragon story bit. That was really good. And they find a girl who can talk to a dragon, and it turns out Luffy can because apparently That's devil fruit eaters, devil yeah, they can talk to animals. Cool. That's um, pretty cool. It's a good fun show. It's all right. Yeah. See how it goes. Um, I don't like when they change the theme song. It's theme song. We Are is a great theme song. That is a proper adventurous. Do you remember when they changed the Dragon song. Ball Z one? Well, the one that went Dragon, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, the one before that was a Dragon, Dragon, Rock the Dragon, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. But um, the One Piece one goes from this really fun, adventurous, upbeat song called We Are, which is the tune to that is in the live we action are, show. We are. Like the like they use that in the live action show a few times. Keep going. Um, but they changed it to a song called "Believe in Wonderland," and it's like a early two thousands Eurobeat dance tune, and it sounds so out. Of- but maybe it's endearingly out of place. You know, like yeah. Dead Man Wonderland has that new metal theme song in like two thousand sixteen. <sighs> maybe it's endearingly out of place. Um, I do like the ending theme change though. The end- There's a really slow melancholic ending theme for the first half of the series the first 30 episodes and then the second 30 odd episodes is um, this like really upbeat song called Run 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 and I quite enjoy that it's got a completely different cool. animated end credit sequence and stuff but um, good fun there's also like it's early 2000s animation there's a lot of um, early digital animation techniques used in it yeah like they're not CG stuff but I'm talking like they're doing digital zooms on drawings and stuff like that and you can see where it's you know, where the image has been scanned in at a lower resolution, uh, you know, whatever resolution they could scan it in at, and they've zoomed in on it, and you can see, like, a little bit of pixelation as it's zooming out and stuff like that. Or they move objects like car as bought card in perspective. Yeah. To give a perspective effect. And you can say it's just, like, early animation tricks and stuff that was early digital animation tricks. Because that's around the period when um, anime started and cartoons in general started being coloured digitally rather than 
like with paint. Okay. So it's like I think they were using digital paint the whole time on this show. I imagine. Um, backgrounds are nice though. They're all like watercolors. Oh, um, there's loads like, cool. of times where it's only like the only part of the background that's painted is the part the characters are stood on, and the rest of it's white, and it disappears at the edges. It's kind of nice. Hmm. Um, it's a nice little tone to it. But yeah, One Piece. Um, get your 75 days free <laughs> Game Park Crunchyroll pass on Game Pass. And um, how many episodes would you have to watch today? Do the math. 1,189 divided by 75. 112? What, per day? Wait, sorry, you said 1,000 and... 1,089 divided by 75. That's, we need to work out how many episodes a day oh, you'd have 26? to watch. To friggin... 26? That's only to catch up. Uh, 14 and a half episodes a day. Oh. That's manageable. You could watch 14 and a half episodes a day. What did I say originally? Did I say 112? I don't know. You said 20-something. I don't know. I said 24. I don't think you knew what was going on. I'm losing my mind, Aaron. I'm losing my mind. But you could you could watch 14 and a half episodes a day and catch up to One Piece yeah. before the free trial runs that? out. That's only like six hours a day. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. You can do that. Actually, it's slightly less than that. Isn't it? It's one thousand eighty-six because yeah. the free crossovers are missing. Makes a massive difference. For some reason, I thought you said one thousand six hundred and something. Anyway, that's cool. That's cool. Would you recommend other people get involved with uh, One Piece? Yeah, no one's heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like one of the longest running animes of all time. They started Berserk again, the manga, and they finished it. Apparently, I know they had notes. Yeah doesn't mean anything but apparently there's a new anime being planned though isn't there yeah but it's just going to do the golden army and I didn't that like shit the again CGI one they did no it's just going to redo the because they always just do the same same three chapters of the manga they never fin- the original anime is fantastic but it just the stops the one that was done around the Simpsons not the Simpsons the one that was done around Pokemon that, yeah, that's, that's like late 90s early 2000s yeah. it was fantastic but yeah just, I've watched all of that and it's quite good it but just it's stopped. just the problem is it just does the same thing it's the Griffin arc it's just like when he joins the army mm. so it skips the initial introduction to Berserk I saw someone on YouTube saying that um, oh if you know Berserk had had the support One Piece had it would have been the biggest anime around I'm like no no no. (laughs) I don't get how much I don't I know Berserk's great and stuff but there's that's not got mass market appeal look right for all all that people say Berserk's incredible there's a lot of like probo shit in there there's a lot of like boy rape and you know like there's like a lot of like even if you got rid of the, the violence and all that sort of stuff it would still be this grim, dark fantasy thing that only appeals to like a small audience. Yeah, it do- it's like got real incel incel tobes at times. Gets real incelly at times. Like, yeah, it's not. It's great. Like, I love, I love it, but it's just like it's also like uh, it's of its time. Mm. Yeah. All right. Much like your um, attitudes. Yeah, get fucked, Ant. Um, I'm gonna review. A I watched a fucking doco, Ant. I watched a, a documentary? Doco. A documentary. Oh. Yeah, was sorry. it some fawning fucking... No, I. Uh, it's actually... It's, it's two documentaries technically, but they're both about the same subject matter, so I'm just going to throw them in together. They're both streaming things. They're both three episodes in the same length. Just different perspectives on the same thing. I watched Desperately Seeking Soulmates and Escaping Twin Flame, which is two documentaries about an organisation called the Twin Flame Universe, right? And at first, oh, you're this like, is the movie universe that Universal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pushing, yeah. yeah. So with Johnny Depp, what I'm going to do is I'm going to loosely define Twin Flame because no one seems to be able to do this. So I'm going to nail it right down. Twin cult. Flame is a cult. It's That's a really, done it. it's a really dumb fucking idea where instead of soulmates, they are any they're the, Twin Flame. Are there any cults? That's a good idea. Doing all right. 
it's all uh, it's not really Christianity it's anymore. It's like believable. evangelical and all this other shit. And there's anyway, that's besides the point. It's besides the point, right? So twin flame. The idea is you meet your soulmate, but it's like instead of you calling it your soulmate, it's your twin flame, which doesn't make any sense because when two flames combine, they just become one flame. Yeah, right? that's what you are when you're twin flame. No, they still get called twin flames. No, oh. they're like oh, I found my twin flame. Yeah, but now you're one flame. No, they still call themselves you burn a twin brighter. flame. And stronger than ever. No, because they, they aren't one flame. They're still oh. two flames. Oh. It's just they're twin flame. Oh. And when they have a kid, they... The, so the cult gets real icky. And, like, as you can imagine, the main guy starts calling himself God, or at least the son of God, and starts indicating that he thinks White he's... White dude with a beard? Yeah, long yeah. hair as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, And... <sighs> So in the Netflix documentary, we follow a person who was like high up in the organization and actually started working for them, becoming a counselor in their like twin flame universe. And you find out that she has a lot of regrets. Like she was forced into a relationship that she wasn't really, she didn't really want and she wasn't really attracted to the person because like they convinced her, they were like, oh, this is your twin flame. This is the other person you've been looking for. And she just went with it because she was like indoctrinated through Facebook as many of these cults operate now. And, um, and and so she's like sort of spilling spilling the tea and going over what's happened and there's like particularly dark subject matter around sexual assault and like how people should be with their husbands and then they get into forced uh, trans identifying so they force people to become male or female trans identifying instead of being just you know whatever they thought they were before then they they force the ideal on them because it's a predominantly female group so mm. they start running out of people to match up with each other. So they then go, oh, you're actually divine feminine and you're divine masculine. And they're like, so you have to be more masculine. It's like, yeah, but I don't feel masculine. They're like, you're divine masculine. So you have to start cutting your hair. Do I just get a couple of butchers in? Huh? Do I just get a couple of butchers in? It's real hard to recruit people that may have some life experience. And you tend to find that butchers have been around the block. Yeah. They've got some life experience. They've got some calluses, let's say. Whereas with like these people, they're just like people that are looking for relationships. They've joined a group and it starts off like they just join the group on Facebook. I'll, I'll just pivot to being a lesbian cult. They start looking on stuff and then they start like going on. And it's just, it just gets really dark and it's really horrible. And it's really hard to watch. But, uh, and like, and, but. And how do they all commit suicide? None of them commit, well, one person commits suicide. Yeah, but I mean, as a group. They don't do that yet. Oh. Um, mostly it's just wealth porn by the owners of the organisation and them siphoning funds from people that work for them. Sweet. As you can imagine, it's it just Capitalism. it's fucking it's Good. fucking dark and horrible and it's just really not very nice to watch, but I watch six hours of it because I'm a fucking nihilist and I love looking at the world as it truly is. No. A dark fucking hole of Via Netflix. Via Netflix and Amazon Prime today. Get yeah. your f- free trial to Amazon Prime in time for Black Friday. Have you seen some of the shit documentaries that are on these streaming yeah. services now? Yeah. Paramount Plus is an untapped goldmine for shit documentaries. If you Oh, want really? To. Yeah, have a good old look. Proper, I might have to. I proper freaking National Enquirer level friggin'. But, so anyway, sorry, back to this. So, so uh, one of the things that I kept, because me and, me, and, me and Liv watched this together, like the first two episodes, and both of us were like, how, how do you fall for a cult on Facebook? It's Facebook, just block them. Have you seen... Your aunt's on Facebook. Yeah. So that's where I started to sort of like see like, oh yeah, like there are people, the other day someone who I thought was a perfectly intelligent human being posted unironically that picture, you know where they've got the two cartoons, one's a farm and it's all like rosy and there's cows and there's sheep and the other side is a wind farm and it's all grey in the sky 
and there's uh, like a bird chopped in half and stuff like that. Yeah, like, wind farms chop birds in half all and, the time. Birds don't know how to fly around wind farms. And uh, and I saw that, and I was like, I was like, you're unironically posting this. How fast do they think wind farm turbines move? I don't. It's not just that. Like they do they birds not, will dodge them. Do they not realise that that most farms are like battery farms now and like dairy farms? They don't have happy animals. It mostly smells of rot and pain. I've been to these places. There aren't smiling animals. There were sick animals. Well, those animals and animal farms seems all right. Yeah, but they were they were they were they were uh, standing up to communism. Yeah. <laughs> it was slightly different, aren't they? Weren't. But the animals in chicken run. They were standing up to communism. <laughs> no, they were standing up to capitalism. Yeah. Because they were being sold for eggs and. and what about the animals in Fantastic Mr. Fox. They were standing up to. They were actually communists. Mm. Looking at it. Yeah. Full circle. Yeah. We're full circle. Anyway, so sorry. Um, Twin flames. So. It's such a bollocks and shit idea, and it's so void of any sort of like personality or actually thought behind it. And you can tell that these people are like creatively bankrupt, emotionally bankrupt, psychopathic. That's the problem with their cult. They should have been more creative. No, 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 no. But li- like, listen now, right? So <clears throat> if you were to come up with a cult and you were like Twin Flames, I did. Yeah. Well, all right. If you were to come up with a different cult, <laughs> okay. So you take the twin flame concept, right? Let's just let's just let's just brainstorm it. So I was like, immediately, it was like, how can you make this better? And you you touched it straight away. Instead of twin flames, it's like it's like a single flame. It's like it's like I've got to find my other flame. And then once you're together, you're like a roaring inferno, right? And then they're like, but we they start trying to have to explain having a kid. Right, because like they haven't had a kid within the twin flame universe, so they're like, how do we explain a kid? Because we're gonna love this kid as much as we love each other. So it's like we're a trio, we're a special type of twin flame where we can have a third. And I was like, oh, that sounds like they want to fuck their kid. So I would immediately switch that up instead of having instead of having another twin flame because you can't have a triple flame. That's insanity. You would create an ember. Yeah. You see, so you've got the fiery inferno produce a little ember. And that ember's going to grow into its own flame. And it'll find its other flame. But no, this is where the cult gets weird. The guy starts talking about his little girl and he's like, she's only going to have a sexual relationship with God. And I'm like, wait, I kind of feel like he's going to call himself God in this documentary. He doesn't in the Netflix one. Yeah. It's only when you watch the the Amazon Prime one that he's like, am I saying I'm the second coming of Christ? Yes. Like, that's what he says. He's like, like am God I saying ring. I'm Jesus? <laughs> I'm not saying I'm Jesus Christ. <laughs> But we he share un- a lot of views. He ironically did the thing. Um, but yeah, so it's just, it's really sad. It's a bunch of women being forced into relationships they don't want to be in. Some of them being forced into an identity that they don't, they, they, that doesn't belong to them. They aren't trans. And then some of them have gone to the extremes of having top surgery because they've been told they're trans by this cult. And like, they keep saying like, oh, I, it's a lot to get used to after the top surgery, but I just have to keep doing the mirror exercise. They keep talking about the mirror exercise. And the mirror exercise in the cult is, when you're talking to yourself, when you're having negative feelings, if you're attracted to someone, you go, you go, I wish that they would talk to me, and the fact that they don't is upsetting. You change the the um, you change the the nouns to pronouns. Yeah. So I'm upset with me because I'm not doing enough to make like see myself, and like and that's what you do. You turn everything back on yourself. So it's not like when Willem Dafoe talks to. The Green Goblin mask. No, 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 no. That's two separate personalities. Oh, right. And also, he's finding strength within this new union between him and the Goblin serum. Yeah. I'm somewhat of a scientist myself, Peter. We're not so different, you and I. (laughs) Back to formula! (laughs) They say, back to formula! (laughs) 
fucking love Green Goblin. Um, but yeah, so it's it's real fucked. It's real fucked, and it's real stupid, and it's morally bankrupt people taking advantage of, of poor, innocent people that are just looking for some semblance of happiness in life and turning to fucking Facebook because social media is a cancer. Um, it's just it's it's all just bad shit. It's bad news. It's horrible. It's horrible to see these people being taken advantage of. All the money they've lost, they're never going to get back from this fucking horrible. I've only ever known people to get really drawn into cults who are like middle aged and above. Like this, this these sort are of thing. young people. I don't think this works so well in the UK because no. I think the only the really gullible people are the the Brexiters and stuff. Yeah, the really gullible people. Are you don't have to, to do them. much to get money off them. Do you remember? When, do you remember when Britain's first started selling poppies? Yeah, they still do it. Do they? Yeah, they don't give any money to charity or anything. Fucking scumbags. Yeah, they've been told multiple times. Yeah. Um, but anyway, sorry. So yeah, Twin Flames. If it, and also, so after I watched the documentaries, I decided to go and ask some members of the Twin Flames group what they thought of my new idea for a cult. Um, I have never been blocked from a Reddit quicker in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I, first of all, I, I had a look through... It's not through, a cult, it's a union of like-minded people. I had a look through some of the things and they were like, it's not a cult, you can't talk about being a cult. And I was like, okay, I'll just point out where someone else is talking like it's a cult. And there was one person that was like, I'm divine feminine, but I don't really feel divine feminine. Oh. I've never really <clears> felt <throat> trans. Can someone please help me find my divine feminine purpose? And there's like a bunch of shit underneath where it's people who are obviously part of the cult going like, going like, just turn to your guidance counselor, turn to the people that will tell you how to best live your divine feminine life. And they're like, oh, but I've never been trans. I've never felt trans. They're like, no, but if you've been told you're divine feminine, maybe you can't see it yet. You need to live it. And they're like, okay. Have you tried like tucking your dick and balls between your leg um, wearing a nightgown and going um, I think I'm sexy do you think I'm sexy <laughs> Would you I'd fuck, fuck me? me I'd fuck me goodbye horses great um, it's just so fucking weird and I wish all these people wake up one day and they see the mistakes and they get out of this horrible cult but well, like and eventually the police the, the police just either. don't seem to be doing anything. But again, right. it's America. They yeah. don't give a fuck in America. Oh, just religious like, freedom. Yeah. It's what Jared Letter's allowed to keep doing his thing. Yeah. It's all just fucking horrible, stupid shit. Like, and like, it's really, it really is frustrating because it's really sad to see the people that are left afterwards. Like, like some of them are homeless. Some of them are like penniless. The cult has like, to get to the point where they threaten Scientology financially. So there's, there's three characters in the Amazon documentary who are mothers to people that have gone into this cult and just disappeared. They don't talk to them anymore. Mm. And they are all mothers to people that were initially um, female who have now come out as trans, even though they may or may not believe they're trans. They've come out as trans and they're now doing this mirror exercise on a daily basis to to tell themselves they're trans. Some of them have gone through top surgery and they've been completely out of contact with their family. And one woman gets a, gets a text from her son and and it is just like, thanks for your support. You know, thank you for reaching out to me. Thank you for, like, trying to reach out to me and, and maybe we can see each other soon. And they're crying and they're like, I didn't expect to get that text. I didn't expect that to arrive. And they're, like, having a full-on breakdown. It's incredibly emotional, difficult to watch and raw. And you think to yourself, like, I just hope that one day this person can get back to, like, their life. They can get back to reality. Because I feel so bad for the impact, not just to them, because it's not good. Like, it's not good to be in a cult. They they break you down as a person. That's the whole point of brainwashing. They have to break you down and build you up into this idea they have for you as, a, as an individual. And, and, well, I say individual, as, as part of this mechanism they've created. 
And it's just like, it fucks you up. It's like why so many military people come back from out, without even going to conflict. People can come back with PTSD because of the training and the way they treat you. They break you as a human and program you to do these inhumane things. And it's just, it's well, fucked. They love that in America. It's so fucked. And it's, it's just, it's fucking upsetting. And it's tough to watch and it's just, it is, like I said, it's just, at times it's grimly funny because you see these people, they don't, they aren't interesting. They aren't sexy. They aren't magnetic, like magnetic, sorry. They aren't, they aren't like incredibly like sort of charismatic. They're both just like, fuck you. Fuck you if you don't listen to me. You should, oh, and that's the other thing. They convince people a lot of the time your twin flame might not be gay. They might not be single. They might not be in love with you. They might not want anything to do with you. They might not even know you exist. So what you have to do, according to the according to the cult, is you need to keep stalking them and striking at them until they realise that you're their twin flame. That sounds because silly. it's all projection. It's all fucking projection. It's another name for un- unrequited love with someone that isn't interested in you, and it's a way for people to like go to these people who are sick. Often they have undiagnosed mental health issues. They go to these people and they go, "No, no, they do love you because your your soulmates, your twin flames." You gotta go tell them. You gotta make them convinced that they're your twin flames. I'm like, I'm like, just think about what you're being told here. Just for a moment, critical thinking needs to be applied. But no, I think social media, like, um, like literacy courses and social media needs to be done at a younger age. They do it in Sweden. Mm. There's like places where they do it so that older people don't get tricked by social media. And so younger people grow up having the skills it never to discern. Work here because the older people would oh, just fucking say they're trying to brainwash you into not believing. Yeah, yeah. The real news. Yeah, the real news. GB news. Oh, it's just so fucking sad. But yeah, I, I give it to Tom Atkins because watching it was fucking horrible. But at the same time, it's, it's so incredibly eye-opening because, like you say, we don't get that shit here. We don't have those experiences here. We don't see. Like, cults don't really tend to take hold of it. That's why Scientology hasn't done great. Still got their office. Yeah, still got their London. office, but it just, they don't have as many numbers as they have in I America. I just need to get my Phaetons me- measured. Yeah, I kept thinking, like, do you reckon... If you... episode of Peep Show with Mark and <laughs> <laughs> Jess thinks it'll be funny to go check out the cult and mess with them. Isn't Superhands, doesn't he get really into it? Yeah. No, he gets into a different cult, doesn't he? Superhands has a hat at one point. I can't remember. Doesn't he have the Devo hat at one point? No. Nah. Oh, God. No, Jeremy, they convinced Jeremy... Oh, okay. But yeah, um, it's, it's a Tom Atkins because it's fucking fascinating. What, watching both documentaries helps as well because they are two different sides of the issue. One of them is like members of the cult that worked within the cult and the other one is like just people affected by the cult and then also some members of the cult. So it's a nice little... I'd watch the Netflix one first and then watch the... But it, it gets so dark and sad and scary and these people are just... Like, how are you so fucking sad and stupid? Don't... If someone says to you, I've got this great new thing, it's called Twin Flame, you should turn around and be like, that sounds like soulmates. And they'll be like, no, 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 no. It's metaphysical. It's different. Yeah, it's but like, their way of doing different. it is to just keep badgering you until you feel like you can't say no. Just say no. And then once they got you in there, fucking do you think weigh I could, it out. Do you think I could destroy a cult from the inside out? Yeah, you should definitely join a cult. That'd be really funny. I should try and join a cult, right? Yeah. There's apparently over 7,000 active cults in the US alone. Yeah. How are there so many cults? They just love them. What's going on with the US? Are they that stupid? Well, I guess they they're... treat everything like a cult. Freaking... Yeah. Their education system is also fucked, isn't it? So I'm guessing that's also partly to do with it. Yeah. All right, and your review? No. Um, <clears throat> I watched Gen V. 
Oh yeah, I watched this too. Did you? I think. Did you? Did you watch it? Yeah. Did you watch it? It's gonna be one of my did reviews, so did I'm just gonna quickly. Um Gen V is a spin off of the boys that like I remember got announced at some point yeah. and then you heard nothing about it for ages and then it was just like it's out. I'm like, oh, okay. I remember seeing a trailer like six months in advance and then nothing for ages on it. But um Gen V's about like a school and the girl at the school, she accidentally killed her parents when she was a kid, she's got Dead Man Wonderland powers and um she's got high school life's crazy, but there's a secret at the school. There's a secret under the school. There's a helmet. there's not a helmet. there's a secret lab. That'd be amazing if there's a helmet. Um and then a bunch of people on Schwarzenegger's son blows up and then... Um, Patty Schwartz. Yeah, and then they have an adventure. Uh, this is all right. It's like eight episodes. Nice and short. I like this trend now on TV. I don't like the random episode length trend that's going on on TV, but I do like the eight, eight episode series. I don't mind the random length episodes. <clears throat> Fuck you then. Oh, okay. But um, no, nah, it's, it's a solid little series. I just enjoyed it. It's, it's got a fun... Fun premise, nice mysteries going on in it. You know, they find out that there's a the brother of the golden the boy. golden boy who's like you know the jock. Well, he's not really a jock, but he's like the big star of the school who's going to be the next Homelander type guy until he explodes. Um, which is unfortunate. I thought they were going to play up that maybe the main girl had accidentally blown him up, like because you know she has that power to blow up stuff with blood. Yeah. Um, I thought they were going to play off that, oh, she blew him up. It wasn't him blowing himself up. No, he blew himself up. Um, yeah, and then they, yeah, they're yeah, going to try and find his brother in the underground base and free him and all this sort of stuff. And there's all sorts of secrets and people who know about him, people who don't, and Clancy Brown gets burnt alive. It's, you know, great times. Um, this It delves into a bit more of the boys' universe. Tech Knight's in it, but he's like very different to the comics, isn't he? Because in the comics, he's just like a... He's a Batman type character, isn't he? Technically, no, he's, he's not got, Man. Yeah, he's the human who has a, a super suit. But in this, he's like he can sense pheromones and like chemical he bounces. Can, he can tell people. people are lying and stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's he's like a Sherlock style character, but he's still got that same same quirk where he wants to fuck everything with a hole in it. Yeah, I mean, how is it living in with the that scale sort of disorder? Right? In the <laughs> in the scale of the boys' universe and weird perversions, that's a fairly Safe one. He's got it? it in control in this, whereas in the comics he has no control over it and just can't go past a donut shop or anything. Yeah, no, he just constantly tries it. Well, that's kind of the whole like he pretended. He, <laughs> that's the kind of the whole. Yeah, he pretended he uh, he died because he tried to fuck a meteor as it cr- was colliding towards Earth. <laughs> it turns out it was actually a tumor in his head was misfiring, and he was on the street humping a rock and then just had a heart attack and died. <laughs> But um, no, it's, it's I like the series. I like the main character, the girl. I've forgotten her name, Marie. Um, roll blood powers straight yeah. out of Dead Man Wonderland. Do you think they read Dead Man Wonderland no. when they were doing the boys? I reckon they do. Do you think they did any research before creating this thing about a school? Because they've got so many powers that are just like generic powers. That's a thing in the boys, though, and it's yeah, yes, yeah, they do a lot of um, it's this character from the other thing. Same powers. Um, this production company is like really putting a lot of money into developing CGI cocks. Um, there's a, there's there's quite a few CGI cocks between the boys and Gen V. Well, I was gonna. I thought you were gonna say CGI blood because the blood's looking a lot better in this. Yeah, but they have CGI cocks as well. Yeah. Guy, dude gets his cock blown up. Because he's just a raper girl. The CGI cock. You saying you didn't just deserve pff, that? Just pff, 
he's, no, he's running about perfectly fine very quickly after that incident. Isn't yeah, he? they've probably got like magic powers to heal people somewhere. Um, and also, that girl shrinks down and becomes a. She yeah, starts she, jumping up and down on a cock. She tries to anyway. Why is that fun for people? I mean, he's a Would weird you... pervert though, isn't he? Aren't they all weird perverts? Like superheroes, just for some reason, do you think they just get born with like a thing for feet and it just escalates? Probably. I mean, I like the tiny girl though. She's um, like the girl can change her size and all yeah. that. What's her name? Common name. But um, Emma. she's like secretly the most buff out of all of them, and you sort of every now and again, she's like depicted as being a bit of a hippie and stuff. Yeah. But every now and again, you see her wearing like a vest top or something, and she's like, she's got, got muscles and abs and yeah. stuff. She's like, what, why does you give her the shrinking power? She should be the punching holes through things power. Yeah. Um, I like the old um, Jordan. I really liked to, yeah. his, like, their yeah. powers. Yeah, just switching gender, and yeah. each like, one of them is super strong and durable, the other one's got that force pushing. Power. Yeah, one of them has like the ability to like change the air molecule molecule density or something like that, isn't it? Yeah, it's really fun. My hero academia. That's, that's a good. Um, that's, that's a good fun character. They come across as a dick at first, but then, oh, no, they're not. You realise they're quite defensive because their parents are very anti. Well, they're more gender conforming, aren't they? they want them to conform to a single gender. Yeah, because they were born a boy. Yeah, it was only later on that they started being able to transform into a girl. Oh well, yeah, they were. I don't know. Yeah. They just sort of for powers and stuff yeah I mean you know you you shoot your kids up with Gen V you can't complain about what for you know, no, exactly. um, yeah there was this was a good fun show a couple of little cameos and stuff going on in it and the Soldier Boy cameo was kind of fun he was like, amazing what are you talking about kind <laughs> of he's fun just he's like, amazing he's just like a cartoonish like Freaking the idea of Soldier Boy that people think he's like well no it seemed like the idea of Soldier Boy mixed in with what he was really like well, because he fucking swears up a storm still, and he just acts like a twat. I liked the, um, <clears throat> I like the. Didn't you turn out to be working for the Russians or something like that? Fuck you! I shit red. I mean white red and blue. blue. <laughs> I, fuck's sake! <laughs> that, was, that was good stuff. Was but he also good. Jensen Jensen Wackles. He's such a good bit of casting for the Soldier Boy character because like he was her, he was her imaginary boyfriend. Mm. But he also he is probably probably has one of the best emotional deliveries in the whole series. And that is, oh, you though. She she loved you. I mean, she loved me, but no, she really she really loved you. And I was just a little pillow pal. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, fuck. He's that's actually quite an emotional, good emotional delivery on that one. But yeah, um, yeah, I enjoyed the series. It was decent enough. Nice small scale thing. Like definitely done a lower budget than the boys is and whatnot. Less locations and all that. And it's all. Mostly set in the school. They don't really yeah. leave it that often. No. Like, they go to the tower every now and again. Yeah. But guessing while they were filming Boys Season 4, they Yeah, because just... I feel like that's that's coming early 2024, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's going to be about the virus yeah. thing um, that's being made. Um, I figured out start... what's her face. Her powers were the same as um, Head Explodey Woman's powers. I can't remember her name. I, I don't know <laughs> if they are. I think that was her trying to get in. No, no, they're the same powers. Because her eyes don't go white. I think yeah, his eyes don't go white. So I think matter. that she's actually telekinetic. Control powers. No, I think she's just telekinetic and it's just a case of she's tricking her to try and get in her good graces. <laughs> I think it's more like that because I think it'd be, I, I think that it'd be too, it'd be too easy to read everything at face value in the boys because that's how people end up thinking Homeland is the good guy. He's a good guy. He's a real hero. Homelander could fight Superman. Speaking of Homelander. <laughs> So, home Anthony Starr, hmm. um, you know, he's like, he was in Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun as the stray man. Yeah. They went and hung out recently, 
And uh, Mark Bonanno on Instagram just put, I found my stray man. He's such a good boy. He's just absolutely star with this big fuck off beard and sunglasses smiling. And I was like, I oh, bet he's having a good time. He's so funny and, and fucking, that was an amazing cameo he had in Auntie Dunn's Bigger House of It's just like, what'd you say? He just came at me like Tyson Fury is going to beat the fuck out of me. It's like, oh, okay, I'll go have a word with him. It's like, it's like come in, come in. How's the, how's the kid? Oh, yeah, it's really good. It's like, <laughs> just injects him in the next oh my boy what shall they're going to take out Homelander <laughs> send him Mark Bonanno yeah <laughs> I've got you some kibble mate you want some kibble yeah I'll have some kibble <laughs> <laughs> what's this what's this hey keys mate <laughs> it's like you want to go get my keys it's like yeah alright it's like go get my keys <laughs> you should have um, who's the guy with the long hair Zach Zach yeah yeah and you should have um, they should have him just in the boys but his powers he's got a massive forehead and that's no, just, just have him come in and go, go. Anybody want a bit of pudge? <laughs> yeah, I have the power to make everything into a drum. Yeah. Uh, does, does, anyone, does anyone want just to, anyone got any room Mark's for, a really good actor. You ain't got any room for any room for any uh, any pud. Anyone want some pud? Oh, he's always got room for Christmas. <laughs> you didn't uh, fucking say anything about any fucking custard now, did you? A <laughs> <laughs> little bit of custard, a little bit of brandy bar, a little bit of custard, a little bit of brandy bar. The guy who's the, um, the magnet, Magneto guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, does his accent change gradually as the yeah. show goes on? I swear. Because yeah. he starts off talking like fairly easting and then he starts getting that um you know the guy who was in the flash and he was in Star Trek Picard, he was friggin' uh I can't remember his name. Not Chase Crawford. Um He was he was he was Prometheus in No, he was the you know the Fug guy, not Prometheus, he was the other one. Um he was the Fug guy who was like the dragon dude in Arrow. And he was in prison. Yeah, him. Yeah. He's got that. He's got that really fucking serious accent. Yeah. He's, he started getting his accent. He started sounding exactly like him. Can't remember his fucking name. He was like a Vulcan, like crime lord in Star <laughs> Trek Picard. Um, like a Vulcan who'd given up on logic and everything and yeah. turned into a crime lord. And he had that. Nice. He's got this accent of his. Why not? You know. Do something um, interesting with your skills. Yeah. Well, I can't remember his name in freaking Arrow. He was in a couple of seasons of it, and then he gets murdered in prison. Uh, just gets fucking set on fire inside a cell. She's absolutely ruined by life. Yeah. Yeah. Ch- um, yeah. Chase Crawford? No, that's the guy from... That's the uh, Deep. Yeah, that's, that's the, the deep. deep. He's got a cameo. Yeah. Nice little cameo. Yeah. yeah. Weird. He turns into a puppet briefly. He does. With his talking gills. Oh, God. The puppet scenes are great. Mm-hmm. They were really good. See, Pat Oswalt does the voice of the gills, doesn't he? Yeah, when he does. When yeah. they talk, yeah. Um, yeah, it was just a fun enough series. It's like these spin-off scenes usually things usually feel inconsequential, but yeah. this is just setting up the virus stuff for the boys. Which, to be honest, they probably didn't need. They probably just could have had someone go, "I've developed a virus against Gen V," and then they go, "Okay, cool, that's what we're dealing with this year." I think that they like to they like to be able to have it as an arc thing. So they'll have the virus as being like a big thing, mm-hmm. and then they'll shut it down, and they'll be like, "Oh, they can just make more of the virus." And it's like, no, they killed the guy. I can there. see what's going to happen in Boys though. Next series is Homelander's going to go around the place saying the virus is all fake news and false. Oh yeah, and yeah. he's going to be shitting his pants about getting the vaccine yeah. first and all this sort of stuff. He'll be, he'll be like, he'll be like, oh wait, you won't be able to have the fact. This would be funny. I know that's he's what I mean. He's going to be like, can you not create a fucking needle that can just go in my arm? <laughs> so good. Just get ready for it. Build up to it. I think I think it's going to get to the point where he thinks he's he's like some he's going to be looking into how Butcher got powers and stuff because he's still going to have his ego hurt after Butcher like spanked him a bit, and I reckon he's going to try and inject himself with Temp V to see what it does to him. It might turn him human. Maybe. Hmm. And that'll fuck him up. 
I think Homelander is a weirdos who are like super obsessed with him and yeah. think he's some sort of hero and yeah. all this sort of stuff. But like, like not to be that sort of who could beat who in a fight, but anyone with even vaguely similar powers to whom Homelander would take Homelander in a second. Yeah, I mean, anyone who can fight can beat the shit out of him. Batman would one shot him. Yeah, <laughs> like even in this, even in this world, like Butcher <laughs> holds his own. He can beat the shit out of Homelander because yeah. he just knows how to fight. Homelander's yeah. never had to fight. I mean, even when he like Soldier Boy, Soldier Boy almost annihilates both of them because he's really fucking used to having powers. But he's always be- he's had to fight. He had to fight when he was early on. So it's just like it's it's a weird thing where I think if you're aware of how much you can hurt someone and how to do it eff- effectively, and he's just always had to just be. You like, see more bang. shots of Homelander without his costume on when he's just in his pants and he's you like know, hanging out with the Auntie Donna yes. <laughs> You know, like whenever you he see- doesn't have real muscles, and you know, they can't yeah. do that. But that's no, that's the point because. Because oh, right. in the show, you only ever see him without his costume on like once or twice, and he's just like a really average, slubby yeah. guy. He hasn't got a toned physique or anything, because it's all the suit. That was the joke with Jensen like Eccles, wasn't it? Jensen yeah. Eccles got the part, and they were like, we need you to kind of like bulk up a bit. And he went too far, and they had to redesign parts of the suit after he came in. Yeah. And he met Anthony Starr and like, like when they were going through the first read, and he goes, he goes oh, God, you're massive. He's like, oh, yeah, I thought I'd have to get like big for the run. He goes, oh, no, they can just pad the pad the suit for you. He's like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah I just get him to pad the suit. It's like, well, that's part of Homelander's thing. His suit is padded, yeah. like canonically. Yeah, his suit's padded out. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, such an such a like nice little interesting ideas, and it's like it's good to see that the boys' universe isn't all like everybody's not just a piece of shit. Like there are people that naturally sort of get put. They sort of fall into that hero category. I mean, I think Marie's the only character who hasn't got involved in some sort of pervert stuff. Well, Thingy's just into both guys and girls. Like, uh, what's his name? Magneto, dude. And Jordan's just into guys and girls. I don't think that... And... They've probably done something. The shrinking girl, she just wants to have sex, but, like, people keep wanting weird shit, so it's not really like it's her king. To be honest, it's the... if she When she gets big, that's that's a bit... That's a bit more for you. Yeah. You like big women. Big, tall, tall ladies. Yeah, fat bottom girls. Not necessarily, but just big. Oh, is that why you borrowed my copy of Resident Evil 8? What? And there's a hole wider than a disc hole in the middle of the disc. I don't know where I was going with that. I'm not on my. I'm not on the top of my game, mate. How would I win the games in the console? You wouldn't put it in the console. You put it on your dick. But Demetresk isn't on the. No, you'd have a picture of Demetresk as your background, and you fuck the disc. Just play the game. I mean, you could do. It's a pretty good game, actually. Have you played it? Nah. Oh. Nah. Anyway, you review something, you cock. All right, well, since you reviewed Gen V, I'm going to review... Oh, yeah, I watched Loki as well, didn't I? I was going to review Loki. You should review Loki. I'll review Loki. Because I forgot about Loki. So, Loki Season 2, eh? We got a Season 2 of Loki. Probably not getting a Season 3 by the looks of things, but that's okay. That's okay. These shows aren't about having seasons. These shows are about just filling in backstory stuff. I don't know about that. So, uh, we're going to talk about this, though. So, Loki Season 1 was about Loki joining the TVA, trying to stop his... An alternate version of him from another universe from destroying the TVA and thus destroying the universe. We find out it's not quite that simple. It's more of a case of at the end of time, there is a person who is responsible for the creation of the TVA, the Time Variance Authority, who has been pulling the strings and is aware of every potential move that anyone can make in the entirety of time uh, because he's lived it. Uh, The one who remains. He who remains. He who remains. He's got fucking way too much time on his hands. He has a bit of time on his hands. 
But Sylvie does manage to kill him. And then Loki starts time slipping. Turns out that he is slipping between periods. That's impossible. It is impossible, according to OB, a new character played by uh, Ki Wan. What's his name? Ki Hei Kwan. Ki Hei Kwan. Um, and OB is trying to identify a great character, by the way. Really enjoyed OB in the mm. series. Um, great character who who's trying to work out what exactly is going on with Loki and how to fix it. Meanwhile, he is joined by Mobius, his friend from the previous series, who who isn't quite sure who Loki is in this time period. But Loki's doing his best to sort of work with all these difficult issues and fix the problems they're facing because where the he who remains has been killed, it started to cause multiple threads, multiple timelines. They've got to work out a way of making it so the quantum loom or whatever it is can can fit in these new infinite timelines. And so they're all working together to do that. Meanwhile, Victor Timely, a variant of He Who Remains, has well, a, a Kang variant. A I mean, Kang King variant. Yeah. Is, is a Kang variant. Yeah, yeah, the Kang variant. <laughs> but yeah, he is he's working on a he's working on a very, very basic version of the machine to illustrate his point that there is a way of getting power from these from these timelines, from this energy that's travelling, these tachyon particles and timelines and such. Um, but he's actually a con man. But he's a scientific con man with the intelligence to create this prototype at the very least. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, uh, he helps everyone. And uh, eventually, they come up with a solution. Sit in a chair. Yeah. End of. What's your favourite part of this series, Anne? What did you enjoy the most? It's just, I mean, it's just more like how it looks and sounds and stuff. Yeah? It's nice to look at, and it's got a nice score. Really yeah. good music. Yeah. I think Marvel have, like, taken note of all the people saying this music's largely forgettable. Yeah. And this and the Marvels both we'll had really good that. scores. Get to later. Um... But yeah, this is just, I mean, this is a Doctor Who show, isn't it? It's a, it is it's a fucking Doctor, Doctor Who. Yeah. It's, it's like that one season of Doctor Who they did recently that was one story. It's it's yeah. that thing. Um, no. Yeah, I think a lot of this rests on Tom Hiddleston being just absolutely a bag of charisma and charm. And he's so, charming, so charming, so charming. So charming, so charming. The last episode, in fact, is like a play on like a <clears throat> Groundhog Day style situation where I like that just keeps trying to find a solution. Hmm. At the end, uh, um, he's like, he's, he goes to Obi and he goes, how long would it take for me to understand what you're saying so I can help? And he goes, oh, centuries. And it just cuts to centuries later. Hmm. And like Loki has obviously taught himself how to be a temporal engineer. Yeah. It's pretty insane. Um, I do like it. It plays around with the idea that he's a god and like all this other stuff. And I just... The whole series is all about Loki giving up his selfishness. Yeah. In order to do something truly selfless for yeah, the universe. Yeah, because at the beginning he starts saying, I want my friends Well, back. in the first series, the reason why he even doesn't kill Sylvie is because he's selfish and he doesn't understand why you would have to take out... Um, a variant and all this sort of stuff. He doesn't buy into their thing anyway, but it's yeah. like he he doesn't want to kill a version of himself because he wants versions of himself to win and mm. all this. It goes from having really selfish concerns to, by the end of the series, to being like, I'm uh, not selfish anymore. Yeah. I'll give you all my time. And he turns into a really nice guy. I thought they were going to do something with the key lime pie. Yeah, I thought they were going to do something with that. I liked... Keeps the, coming up. Why does that cafeteria only have key lime pie? I really like the the thing that this, this series nailed a little bit more than 
the first series was that a lot of the outside characters to just the central two or three got a bit more play. And I mean, they even introduced a whole new characters that also got like a lot more play and worked a lot better. Mm. Um, I really like the actor guy, Brad. Brad, I really like Brad. Brad was such a prick, but I liked him as a prick. He was a, he was a good little foil to a lot of their plans. Um, Didn't do much with Renslayer in that series, but I guess they're planning something with her. Well, she her she was just evil, wasn't she? I, she wasn't really. I kind of think she's a another Kang variant. Well, no, in the in the comics, she's a, in a relationship with Kang. Yeah, because he like erased her memory and everything, and I kind of get the impression that the only way he could create. All the stuff he had to control time was to have another Kang. No, I think that... I, I that think he has control of. I, they didn't really go into it in this series, and they did just sort of like... Because she, she was the only one who was actually just evil. Like, she just kind of was being selfish and horrible. Like, mm. she was trying to stop any actions that would potentially change things. And in doing so, she was just causing the deaths of hundreds of thousands of people. Which was committed to getting He Who Remains back. But he was already back, it's all... Yeah. Time is relative. Yeah. I saw a lot of people getting confused by how the show ends. And, I mean, the answer is those were the names of the people who made the show. <laughs> um, well, no, I thought it was pretty clear how it ends. Like, yeah, it's, it's not it's, it's not just, weird. It's just... Yeah, sacrifice. They, That's what they're about. Like, they yeah. channeled in their friggin' Green Knight friggin' aesthetic for a little while. Yeah. Um, lots of slow-mo, lots of weird um, symbolic imagery. And stuff, and a big we old. Just briefly do a little spoiler chat. We already have fucking big old Yggdrasil tree. Fucking, yeah. that's the tree so of life. Loki, Loki, Loki was trapped in the tree in the comics in the sixties. Yeah, he, he was. No one. Were, he wasn't going to be free until someone shed a, a genuine tear for him. So, in the end of this, Loki doesn't sacrifice himself so much as he realizes that he can be with his friends. He can save the TVA. He can do it all, but he just needs to sort of use his powers and be. Essentially, a god of not death, but a god, a god of time. I guess the god of stories. Yeah, so he just sort of like he becomes the element that sort of draws everything back in. So all these infinite threads of time, he's holding them together. I guess until he can't. But I guess if he's able to hold infinite, then there's no, there's no way that he will ever stop being able to hold infinite. Mm. I noticed this series gives them a nice way to never bring Kang back. Yeah. <laughs> Because the way it ends is just like, oh yeah, we're keeping an eye on a bunch of Kang variants that are cropping up. We've there was one turned up and caused a bit of a ruckus, but he's been dealt with, and it's they're referring to the Quantum Mania one. Yeah. But because um, they say it's six one six, isn't it? Yeah, the- it's really confusing people as far as I can tell, though. Because like they go, yeah, but the timeline didn't look like that in Quantum Mania and stuff, and it's like it's all relative. It doesn't, none of it matters. It doesn't. It, none of this stuff happens in the same time frame. As quantum mania, this stuff may as well happen in the blink of an eye. It happens over centuries. The time frame for the show, to from Loki's perspective, is centuries. The time frame for everyone else is it doesn't even register. So yeah, you've time's a tricky thing. Yeah, but yeah, I think that they've just they focused on the bits that they could do well. And that was all the people, the cast, you know, everything that was already in place, and they just went, how can we end this in a nice way where sort of. This Loki variant who isn't really a character in the main universe. He's just a side character by by definition, by creation. Mm. We just give him a little place that he can be a hero. And there you go. It's a hero. Well, he's dead. He's not dead. He's dead in the main, in the main oh, universe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, he is dead in the main universe. But I mean, this, in this series, he's just there, suspended in time forever, holding on to the stories, as you said. Um, and just with his friends in the TVA. I liked Mobius's send-off. That was very sweet. 
really surprisingly well done where he's just like he like goes and visits the universe where he's happy and he's got his family and stuff and he's he just, just like, checks it out because he didn't yeah. find out yeah I'm just going to stay here for a while yeah he's not leaving he's still working the TV he just wanted to go and yeah maybe fuck with his kids like just <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah He's like, don't do that, don't mess around, kids. And he'd pop around the corner and be like, oh, I can see you messing around, kids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I liked this. I liked it. It wasn't as good as the first series. I think the first series had... The first series was kind of before all the Jonathan Majors nonsense that's sort of been scary, worrying. But uh, but I guess they needed to find a way to resolve stuff. And they've done well. He was in the last Creed film. He was, he was. He played a weird, abusive guy in that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember when he was our Prime Minister? You weren't, because you were a child. John Major was the UK. Yeah, I remember, like, 1994. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um... He slept with his... Slept with his... Slept with his, uh, assistant. She wasn't an assistant, she was another MP. Oh, was she another MP? Yeah. Oh, Fucking, um... Naughty Naughty. Can't remember her name, bitch. Naughty Naughty. Terrible Tories, they're subhuman anyway. Jonathan Major wasn't a Tory, was he? Hmm? Was he a Tory? Of course he was, but he was one of the rare ones that actually came from a working class background. Oh, God. Yeah, that's why I thought he like, wasn't a Tory. He would be called super left wing. No, yeah. But he still, you know, did war stuff. <laughs> things, but... well, they all do wars. Anyway, and your review... Oh, I give uh, Loki. I'm going to give Loki a Kate Blanchett. Lovely to look at. Very nice to watch. But uh, don't write off Kate Blanchett like that. She's an English rose, much like Kelly Brook. Is Kelly Brook Kelly Brook's an English rose? All right. Yeah. You got ruined by Billy Zane and Jason Statham. Who else has had a turn on Kelly? <laughs> That's <laughs> fucking horrendous language. And apologise to any female members of our audience. <laughs> Apologise to Kelly Brook when she comes round. She's not coming here now. I wish she would. You're right on a list now after that comment. All the people that ruined Kelly Brook, eh, Anne? Just want to meet Kelly Brook. Just go and talk to her on Twitter or some shit. She ain't going to waste her time on Twitter. She's too good for that. She's definitely on Twitter. Or Instagram. Or Snapchat. Or TikTok. Or any number of the other shit fucking social media. They should get. She needs a TV show. When's she going to get her like prestige drama show? She's not, Ant. What? She's just not. Did you not see her amazing performance in Piranha 3D? Did you not see her in The Other Woman? No. Was she in that? I can't remember. I can't remember. What was this, the movie with Billy Zane? I don't fucking know. Piranha 3 D. No, she's not in that one. Right. Your review, Ant. I saw the Marvels. Yeah, how's that? It's quite fun. Good. Yeah. This is oh, yeah. the like obviously because it's a all female led film. It's all the incels are going crazy. I've already seen Quarterin's done a video. On of it course he fucking, fucking has. Jeremy Hambly, little pussy. Um, fucking, it's great. It's good fun. It's just a solid fun film. It doesn't go on too long. It didn't feel like two hours. I'm pretty sure it's like shorter than that. I don't know, but um, it's a film where like the Miss Marvel and Monica Rambeau who doesn't have a superhero name yet, and they keep teasing they're going to come up with one for her, but they never do. That's a bit weird. Well, her name in the comics is Photon. Yeah, but they never... Well, she's had a bunch of names in the comics. Yeah, because she was like Spectrum, Lady of Light. Lady of Light, yeah. But, um, yeah, they keep running... This is a running gag through the thing where um, Miss Marvel's trying to come up with a name for her, and it never happens. Hmm. Uh, How does Miss Marvel get her new costume? um, They they all get them. They all get new costumes. But, um... 
fucking yeah. So Captain Marvel touches a thing at the same time as Monica Rambeau touches a thing, and Miss Marvel's got a bracelet thing, yeah, and they're all tied together, and they get quantum entangled. And every time they use their powers at the same time, they swap places. And Beastie Boys starts so playing. they can so they can swap their powers. They yeah. can use their powers, but if they activate them at the same time, they swap places. Oh right, okay. That's the the caveat for it, but it leads to loads of really cool action sequences and fun ones where like characters are, you know, this, the the action sequence is taking place in three locations at once, and a character will be like fighting someone in Kamala Khan's living room one minute and then pops and disappears into like an intergalactic spaceship the other side of the galaxy. Oh, cool! Um, and the camera will sometimes stay with that character as they pop between worlds, so the whole world around them changes. Oh, nice! Or sometimes they'll and they'll blip, and the other person will take over the move. Yeah. Um, they got really quick reactions, these girls. Um, they, of course, they're the superheroes. When they freaking teleport into a sequence with a massive great big laser beams flying at them, they just instantly dodge it um, or already get ready to throw a punch because it establishes that they can they keep whatever momentum they've got at the moment when they move. Oh, right. So there's like that's why um, like like Kamala Khan could be stood still, Captain Marvel could be flying, jumping through the air. If they swap places, Captain Marvel will go flying through the air where she appears. So it's like they keep that momentum, but it um it seems to be very situation specific, depending on whether or not they need to dodge something or punch something in the other oh, location. Yeah. Um, doesn't matter too much. Um, there's a couple of bits early on. This this feels like the first because you know the Marvel films like everyone always goes on about how oh you have to watch a million movies and whatnot to keep up with everything. Mm-hmm. You don't really. These films are pretty broad strokes, basic things. You can pretty much jump in on any of them and have a rough idea of what's going on fairly quickly. But this one. Feels like the first one that's really bogged down by having to tell you a bunch of stuff beforehand, because it's got Monica Rambeau and Miss Marvel both have their TV series they've been in. Because mm-hmm. Rambeau was in One Division a whole bunch. Didn't she appear in something else as well? Yeah, she was in. Um, she was in. Um, Ma- um, Multiverse of Madness. No, that was her mum. Oh, was it? Her mum was Captain Marvel in that, wasn't she? Because it was, it was the alternate one. Because remember, she was supposed to have gone on the flight path instead of yeah. thingy. But um, yeah, they, they, there's a whole bunch of bits where it shows sort of like little clips from the shows while they're talking about stuff happening um, for Miss Marvel and her to catch up to speed. It happens about three times during the first like half hour of the film. And it is a bit, it feels like they know they've bogged themselves down a little bit with the TV shows, which they're, they're easing off of apparently, aren't they? Mm. Um we're doing more standalone stuff. Yeah, next year's going to be like really sparse because there's just like, what is it, just Echo and Deadpool 3 next year, isn't there? And, and then the Daredevil. year after there's like five. The Daredevil's not until 2024. That's like, that's way off. And they're reshooting the whole, what they've done so far. They're restarting their entire production on it, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I think because they've decided they're going to have this Marvel spotlight thing now, which is going to be the more mature rated Marvel things, isn't it? Mm. So that's what um, Echo's going to be, isn't it? Because Echo looks like the Netflix shows. It looks like it's got the same sort of tone as those. But um, yeah, Miss Marvel's just a fun adventure. There's a really cool, like, jumping around to weird intergalactic planets and strange weird worlds and things. They go to this one planet where everyone talks in song. Um, so they're all singing and dancing. They've got musical numbers going on. Gives Brie Larson a chance to sing again, I guess. Mm. Um, and she's got, like, some... I think I mean, he's got to be a K-pop singer or something. That's her, It's like she has a husband. She's married to this prince on a planet, but it's purely ceremonial. Um, but he can talk. He's bilingual, so he can actually understand people talking. Other people on the planet can't. They won't understand you if you talk to them. 
you have to sing. And I kind of feel like they missed an opportunity there. They could have had like a big action sequence where they're coordinating with troops and all singing to coordinate. That would have been something cool, but it and doesn't. That requires imagination. They did like five minutes of really nicely shot musical number moments. Mm. But they're all like dancing and singing through the streets and all the people are singing songs to them and everything. And they're all doing like a big old dance routine and all this. And then they just stop with it to talk. And like, no, you should have brought it back. You could have... Because they get because the planet gets invaded by the villains. And you could have had like, you know, oh, we got to coordinate these armies, but they don't understand talking, so we have to sing it. And they could have had a musical song that was all about strategy and stuff or something. Like, that would have been neat, but they didn't. But... It's fine, you know. I mean, this is one of those. This, this, these films aren't films; they're content. They're pro- they're products. They're mm. they're a thing to get to the next. Yeah, I like next next chapter, isn't it? You're watching chapters of a TV series when you watch Marvel films, effectively. Yeah, I'm just. My problem is that it's just like I'm. I'm sort of Echo's probably the most interesting thing that's coming up. If I'm honest, that's the thing I'm kind of most looking forward to. Is because you know at least they're doing something different. And it's kind of got phantom vibes now, because you know, like, her power is now... Isn't it her ancestor's strength is her strength? I don't know. She's or deaf something or like some that. shit. Yeah, she's deaf and she's got... She's missing a leg as well, but, like, one of the things is that her ancestor's strength is hers. Like, Phantom had, like... Like Billy Zane. Like Billy Zane from The Phantom. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which I think is interesting. The ghost who walks. That's an interesting <laughs> concept. Um, but, like, the thing... All that Marvel needs to do is they just need to go, like... Slow the fuck down a bit. Yeah. And create where's Shang Chi? Yeah, where is Shang Chi? I I always like one of the, so My Hero Academia. When we were talking about manga earlier with like One Piece, My Hero Academia is like a big superhero manga. It's like a Shonen Jump thing, hmm. or a Shonen, yeah, Shonen Jump. It's like a it's like just like superheroes. It's a superhero school. They're learning how to be superheroes, and they've got big superheroes. And sometimes they fail, but then like the little dudes are somehow linked into how the big superheroes react. And they have a side comic called called My Hero Academia Vigilante which was just a dude who wasn't registered to be a superhero he was going around like stopping like low level street crime and his power was that he could put his hands against the floor and propel himself along at kind of running speed and like he that's all his power was so he was stopping muggings by like chasing people on the floor like a cockroach and his name was The Crawler because he was just always like low level so instead of running he wouldn't have to exert himself running he could just speed along on the that's floor that's not a cool power it's not but like he starts out just like stopping a few stopping a few like shitty criminals and then he gets in he comes across this guy who's a bit like a like a homeless Batman who just has like taser boxing gloves and like seems to know everything about superheroing and he starts pushing him to be like more than he is and he meets like a local like they have um, what they called the like idols. They have a girl who's an idol with superpowers, and her superpower is that she does a pop step. So when she's when she's running, she can like make an invisible platform to stand on, and then make another one and like climb and almost fly like that. And then she can like stand in place in the midair, and she sings and stuff. She has a costume, and people follow her as like an idol. And um and like through meeting these people, he kind of like comes up with ways of trying to use his powers. And new like at one point, he's like, "Oh, I can attach to walls." Still kind sounds of. way too complicated. But no, but like with Marvel, Marvel, you could just take somebody who's got a shit superpower because they've got so many people that have superpowers. It's like, oh, I'm just slightly more durable than average man, and it's just like all he's doing. Yeah, but how is are they going to fight the big purple space? Doesn't man? need to be a big purple space man. Could be like he's against guy who's really good with crowbars. I, I reckon a member of the Wrecking Crew. What if, he could be against do think, a member do you think of the Wrecking Mephisto's Crew. Mephisto's gonna 
being um, yeah, yeah yeah Mephisto's in everything they're gonna reveal Doctor Doom in Echo but no I would like I would like because Werewolf by Night did this really well little self-contained universe for an hour we just peek in and then we're gone I didn't watch the in colour version they didn't need to colourise it why did they do that well they never need to colourise black and white things I think that's <sighs> the point it's so weird <laughs> Um, but anyway, so like I was thinking the other day, like there are characters in the Marvel universe that have shit superpowers, and you just tell like day to day stories. X Men guy who's just transparent. Skin. Yeah, <laughs> just have like a story where like one of those guys is trying to get along, and you see the cameo by Iron Man is you just see the the Iron Man all goes past, and he's just like getting a coffee. Not Iron Man, the guy that we're following, and he knocks into someone, and they happen to be a superpowered gangster, and he knocks into him, spills his coffee on him, and he's like, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And it's like if I had time, I'd kill you, but I don't have time, and they just storm off. And then, like, later on, they see each other again, and it's just, like, it's a guy trying to survive against someone who's... Yeah, but what if they powerful? hire an actor for a really insignificant superhero role, but then later they need him in a more significant role, but that actor's punched a child? There are so many fucking actors. What? There are so many I think actors. it would be really funny if Marvel yeah, got like, Ben Affleck and... <laughs> I want Marvel to do, like, low-level, like, ground-level... Because super- Spider-Man... Yeah, Spotlight's going to be for. Spider-Man's like a... Spider-Man's like a ground-level superhero, but he takes... He swings like, up in the sky. Yeah, exactly. about? But he's like... He solves crime. He's the only one who actually does save people on a day-to-day basis. They used to save people. Did they? Yeah, Joss Whedon used to make a point of it, didn't oh, he? Oh, yeah, no, but I mean, like, in the actual... And then Joss Whedon was a like, big you see, Like, part of those Spider-Man people. films is every time there's a little montage of him, like, saving people who've had their bike nicked or, like... Like helping someone out or catching criminals or you know like that guy who was trying to unlock his bike and he goes he goes well you look shifty that should be a lesson to you and smacks his head against something he's like oh this is no, my he's trying car. to get into his car yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah I like but Miss Marvel and Captain well Captain Miss Marvel Miss Marvel did save like but Captain Marvel's got more intergalactic things to worry yeah. about. And like that's that's where uh, these films are interesting. But I'm just thinking they could like, do a film where Captain Marvel decides to be a street level crime fighter and she's just Captain way Marvel, too overpowered. No, just Captain Marvel has a normal day. She moves into friggin' I don't know Boston or some yeah, shit, and she just has a normal fucking. And day. she tries to clean up crime in the streets. No, she just has, a and normal she's day. really effective nothing, at it. Nothing to do by with crime. She has a normal fucking day. She's like just walking around. She goes and gets a coffee in the morning. She goes. And no, gets no, I want to see her stop friends. a mugger by launching him into space. No, there's none of that. She just goes to dinner at the end. She goes on a little date. She punches a guy and doesn't realise that he's regular human and he explodes. He turns no, into mist. She goes on a date and then at the end of the end of the episode or the little hour long special, she just like she gets a little buzz and it's like, oh my god, the Glorfinons are attacking the Sunnigan over there. And she's like, I'll be right there, and she flies off. There's a bit where. Um, Miss Marvel's disappeared and swapped places with Captain Marvel. Yeah. And they're like, well, where, where if you were there and now you're here, where's, uh, where's Kamala? And she's like, oh shit, I've got to go get her. So she flies off into space. Yeah. And as she's just hitting the upper atmosphere, she disappears and Captain Miss Marvel starts falling out oh, of space. Oh yeah. <laughs> she's like, ah! <laughs> and then it's like, Rodica Rambo, you got to fly. I don't know how to fly. Yes, you can fly. You can do it. You can do it. Black girl magic now. And yeah. And she has to fly, but she can't grab, she can't grab Miss Captain Kamala Khan while she's, so Kamala Khan end up doing the parachute thing? She makes platforms and boom, boom, oh, okay. boom. And a big ball and they crash. Oh, yeah, because she doesn't really have the power to manipulate her body. It's like... I thought they were going to build up to that in this. I thought there was going to be like, oh, the bracelet comes off and she, she stretches. she get both of them at the end? Yeah, but the, the second one sort of like disappears afterwards. Oh. You don't know what happens to it. 
Because they're the nigger bands, aren't they? In the that racist. I can't believe you'd say a f- word like that on this. Captain Marvel has them. They are the power bands. I don't think it really matters. They're just bands. They oh. never call them that. It's yeah. just, they're just like power bracelet matter. things. This the is villain's my got problem because I read the comic. The villain's got one. She like because um, Hala has been destroyed. The Kree homeworld. Yeah. Because um, between the films, Captain Marvel destroyed the supercomputer thing that runs the planet, and they had no, a civil it's in war. Captain Marvel, she killed her. No, she blows. She goes there and blows it. We see her doing this. Yeah, but she does a big old Captain giant Marvel. face thing, and she yeah, she kills it. It's um, what's her name in the first film? No, she doesn't blow it up there. She goes to the planet at the end of the film, and says she's going to deal with something. It happens in between the films. Yeah, um, but they had a civil war, and their planet, their sun's dying, their planet's had a drought, and their atmosphere's poisoned. So she's traveling around to other planets and opening, like you know, the jump gates. Mm. She's using the band thing because apparently they were the things that created the jump gates. Um, she's using them to suck air out of a planet's atmosphere and put it into into Hala's atmosphere and stuff. Um, so you know she's she's not right. the woman playing her. Um, she's Tom Hiddleston's girlfriend apparently. She's his wife. They've had a kid together. What? They, got they, they might not be married. They can no, still they got kid married. not be married. No, they got married. I'm sorry, I said girlfriend, but um, yeah, she's all right in this. She's like you know she's got reasons for being a bit crazy. Um, mm. It's fine. The villains never get to do too much in these, but I wouldn't say she's like a one note boring villain or anything she does a good performance in it she's like has like a good you know bit of emotional depth to her and everything it's not like fucking Malekith or something fucking do you remember when they got Christopher Eccleston are you talking about Christopher Eccleston in one of the wasted him what a good fight at the end of that film though For the Dark World that film sucks no For the Dark World has an interesting fight at the very least where they use the portals and they've got they've got Ammonia it's just like going around yeah, different, yeah. yeah. It's going around different planets, and they're going through portals and stuff, and they're like chucking each other through portals. It's a nice little fight. It's a good setup, good little, and it's in England. It was, yeah, but it's in for the Dark World. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I want to go see that film in the cinema in London. Oh wow! Not in Greenwich, where it's set. Oh yeah. I did like that he rides the tube, and it's an accurate representation of the tube. It's not like tons of seats available. He's standing. They should have been just surrounded by people with their armpits right up in his face yeah. and fucking. Like getting nudged all over the There's place. There's a weird thing going on in London. Oh, I'll talk about it in a minute. Oh, what's going on? Anyway, the Marvels. It's fine. It's all right. It's enjoyable. It has, uh, has Beastie Boys on It's not too long. It's got a lot of stuff on the soundtrack. It's got music from X-Men Days of Future Past and X-Men 2 on the soundtrack. Is X-Men on, in it? You're going to have to watch the film to Are there X-Men out. in it? You have to fo- I'll tell you one thing, though. Kamala Khan's putting together a team. All right, one second. But anyway, fucking, fucking your review... So I'm just going to go on the Wikipedia for the Marvels and see if there's X-Men in it. You can't spoil stuff. It's your review time. I'm not going to spoil stuff. I'm just going to for myself. third review. This <gasps> is taking on way too and long. Fucking taking way too long. And What? You didn't tell me that Hugh Jackman's in this. Huge jacked man. <laughs> Huge jacked man. He's not in it. Anyway, your review. Okay. Okay. <gasps> and What? Is Kelsey Grammer in no. this? No. He's in Frasier right now with Nicholas Lindhurst. No! He's very busy being in Frasier. Come on now. There's no one's watching. <gasps> is anyone watching the new series of Frasier? Yeah. No one's watching it. Wait, so is it is it man Kelsey Grammer? Like as in like not Kelsey Grammer? It's not in it. No, but who is it? No one's in it. There's no post credit scenes at all. Oh, yes he is in it. Kelsey Grammer is in it. God, just spoilers! But he's making them tough scrambled and pancake eggs. What? <laughs> I fucking had a stroke, I think, for a second. Toss salad and scrambled eggs. I think you probably should have a stroke. Fucking... 
I don't know what to do with this tossed salad and scrambled eggs. Monica Rambo. <laughs> Fucking do your third review, get over uh, Okay, I saw uh, Neil Gaiman's uh, Ocean at the End of the Lane. And Anne, I'll tell you what, do you like... Uh, do you like magical reality English kids films in which they deal with a tragedy that is sometimes linked to personal growth and acknowledging serious situations in real life? Oh, no, I thought it was just about a nice ocean at the end of a street. Uh, why would you have an ocean at the end of a lane? Um, if you live down on the south coast, probably, I mean... You have a pier. At, why would you have a lane? Ridiculous. So, uh, and I went to go see this because... Uh, like you, I'm a fan of Good Omens and and uh, Sandman, mm-hmm. the sandiest of men, the man with the power to sand. What sand? What power? What power of the You're sand? You're talking about sand. Anyway, so uh, so Ocean at the End of the Lane starts. It's a play, first of all, um, about a young man and his adventures meeting some local a local family that deal in in potential magical magical adventures. Following the suicide of a lodger in his house, a young boy begins an adventure in which he comes across not only a magical family, but maybe, just maybe, the best friend he'll ever make. No. Yeah. Um, it's magical reality. You know, it's like, it's, it's like your When a Monster Calls or, uh, or, or Miel and the Dying Girl or, well, what other films are like that? What other, there's so many British films where like they go, Fucking Narnia films. Kess. Kess. Fucking Kess. What was the one with Rudger Harrow and Matthew Broderick? Blind Fury. Hawkeye or whatever it was. What was it? Lady Hawk. Lady Hawk. You remember Lady Hawk? Was that what was that what you think? Do you Lady remember Hawk Lady Hawk? Hawk? You thought Lady Hawk was about a boy And a Hawk and Rudger Hauer. Fucking magical event. And Willow? Michelle five for Willow. Five minutes. Willow. But not Willow the T V series, which you can't watch now. <laughs> no, it's just gone. No, like so in Britain. I don't know, this doesn't seem to happen in other, in other places as much. Like, they just straight up go, it's magic. Whereas in the UK, whenever we have one of these, like, style films, there'll be, like, an unreality to a certain aspect. And it'll be like, oh, and then they went on a magical adventure where they had to fight goblins! And they fight the goblins, and they come back and it's like, dad's dead. <laughs> it's like, Whoa. well, the goblins were the, the dad dying that we made along the way. The goblins? Yeah, it's, it's, it's like Labyrinth. Yeah. Um, so Ocean at the End of the Lane, it's about a, ma- a boy who meets a young girl and she tells him about fleas. Fleas are these tiny little entities that, that grow into these big spectral monsters and you have to sort of fight them using magical means. And through um, dealing with the loss of his mother, the sort of difficulties in getting to know his dad and also the sort of the trauma of everything that he's dealing with, plus a potential new suitor in his dad's life. Mm-hmm. He is going to learn some lessons and it's sort of him looking back on his childhood and he's half-remembered things that he's being told by an old lady who's revealing to him that this is what happened when you were younger and uh and and yet it was um so i bought tickets for this not knowing much about it beyond it was neil guy game in the arena and uh and it's meant to be like uh the stage show online is explained as it's got like a spooky sort of like stranger things style 80s aesthetic and um, and online it's billed as like transforming monsters telling stories within this magical realm um and uh and sat down 
like the beginning's a little bit slow because the suicide of their their lodger in the dad's car. He steals a car to kill himself because he's. That's no, not a nice fast paced suicide. No, 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 it takes a long time. He's screaming, he's crying. Someone should help him. I don't know if the special effect broke down because the play was stopped for two hours whilst they dragged the body out. But it was a really interesting way to start, though. You know, really interactive because they were taking statements from people and everything. And yeah. Then, yeah, and then you know someone got arrested. No, um, so. Um, but no, so it starts out a bit slow and then we're introduced to people and like, so it's one of those things where your, your level of patience with child actors or young actors playing children will really dictate whether or not you can get through this. Well, they don't just have adults pretending to be children. They might be like teens. Mm. Yeah. But, um. They're probably from that Italia Conti freaking. Maybe. Group. They, so, they're swarming all over town all the fucking no time nowadays. No idea what you're talking about. No idea. Have you not been in town recently? We've got that Italia Conti freaking theatre school thing and the whole town's overrun with like... I've seen all those people in the t-shirts. Yeah. Like a fucking cult. Fucking everywhere. Yeah. All of them that. going into McDonald's ordering one milkshake each, one at a time, and you have to wait while they all get freaking served. milkshake, that's going to be bad for their vocal cords. Just order six milkshakes together and don't just order, do one Don't away. order dairy. You're going to hurt your voice. You're better than this. All sitting down um, over the stairs fucking... So, yeah, so, um... So, yeah, so, yeah, it all... Like, he... He accidentally allows the flea in when he gets injured in this, like, fight with this big demon monster because it's grown into this massive demon. They have it on stage. It's manned by four people. It's like a massive puppet. It's really cool. And uh, and that demon, he, at night, he goes home and he, he pulls this thing out of his hand, flushes it down the down the bath, and then an arm grows out of the bath. Ooh. And it's like a really cool stage show. Like, there are there are a few different elements, but, but basically the arm is the demon entering their world. He's let it into their house. <sighs> And guess who plays the bloody demon, Ant? Oh, Schwarzenegger. No, guess who plays the demon? Think, think... Brian Cox. No, just think one of our greatest soap Gary stars. Gary Daniels. No, one of the greatest soap Joe stars. Joe Swash. No, one of the greatest soap stars of the last... I'll give you a hint. Dean Gaffney. I'll give you a hint. She was married to Barry. Is it Sharon from EastEnders? It's Janine from Janine EastEnders. Janine Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's actually really good. She plays she like this, like, Sanders. she plays like a 50s style. She has like a little blonde bob and she's got like the, the weird print dresses. And she's like, she comes to the house and she charms the other two, but because she knows that he knows she's a demon, she really fucks with him. And because it is a stage show, so there are limitations to this sort of thing, but they really use them to create some, some cool effects. I wouldn't put up with that. If it was Martin McCutcheon, then I'd put up with it. So, but so basically there's like a scene where she Martin reveals McCutcheon's herself to shows. him. He has like a little strop in front of the dad. He has a suck and he goes upstairs and the dad goes to work and then she comes up to come and haunt him and his bedroom door has like a line of LEDs going around the outside of it. And you're like, oh, that's a nice little effect. And she opens the door and she's talking to him. And she's like, she's like, if you don't, if you don't let me stay, if you don't let me be in this, in this realm, I can, I can affect things around us. And like suddenly there are more doors and like there's like a really nice thing where she, the little girl comes up. And she's like, are you going to come and tell me how to make these daisy chains do all this? Stuff? And she goes, yeah, of course I will. I'll come with you. And she leaves through the door and you see them walk around at the back of the stage because the door is just literally a door on wheels. And they open it, close it. And you see her walk off on stage. And then suddenly she comes through the door again. And it's obviously another actress on the back of the door that walks off with a little girl. Mm. But it's just such a nice little effect because you can't... And it's all well done. I like, just didn't get two Janines. And then the doors are changing and the lights are cracking on and off. And it's like she appears in different areas around the room. She's like sort of basically just haunting him and like tormenting just him. Three people played Janine in EastEnders. It's... Uh, let's have a look. Charlie, Charlie Brooks is probably the Charlie one. Brooks yeah, is the one, yeah. And she was incredible. But yeah, just a really spooky, like nice little kids horror story... 
Um, it's up to you whether or not you think all the stuff really happened or if you think it was just in the imagination of children, but it's like, either way, there's some nice stuff that happens. There's a nice, um, like, I, I don't want to ruin any part of it, but there's like a character that passes during the film. Um, and you see the way they we do it is... Like suicide. No, 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 another character passes. Oh, sure. There's, there, there's a scene where they're like sort of being held by the characters and then the way that, the way that they, they sort of, they have them leave the stage is there's like a cloth that comes down on little ropes over the audience, like a like a, a very sheer cloth, cloth that goes down, and it sort of goes down little pulleys down to the front of the stage, and then two of the stagehands take it, and they just slide it over the scene, over these actors, and there's actors on the sides of this cloth as well. And as they slide it over, the, the characters that go under it, under under it for like 10 seconds, mm. and then suddenly one of them's just gone, and they're both in the exact same space. And it's a really nice way of doing that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, yeah, all round, I was really impressed by it. I was really impressed by it as a stage show. I think there are some bits that were a bit iffy in terms of storytelling. And again, your patience on how you, on how you feel about like teen actors playing kids and, and sort of like, there's also like, you've got to suspend disbelief as you do with any of these things whilst watching it. But yeah, otherwise, really, really good. Really enjoyed it. Um, and a great stage show, like the creature, the puppet. And also there's a bit where she's being like Janine is being attacked by these interdimensional bird things and they're like yeah, dragging the EastEnders they, they just kept coming for an EastEnders yeah his name was Barry yeah you know, or Sugarf Barry was a, he was actually Sugarf when, um, he was in extras do you remember when Ian he was, he was, was homeless yeah and he looked like cat weasel fucking yeah. cat weasel <laughs> yeah but no oh, there's like a, like a there's a nice weasel-y. scene where they're like where they're attacking her and taking bits of her and like yeah. you see there's like red ribbons being dragged out of her and then like one of the one of the monsters comes and grabs her arm and as they pull the arm, they have like, they, they suddenly, the arm becomes like the demon's arm in the woods. And it's just like, it's all really nice effects and really well thought out stage show. <laughs> Weasley and Bill. Yeah. Um, oh, I really enjoyed it. But again, like, great. I think it's going to be another Cape Blanchet. I really enjoyed it, but there are just elements there that I don't know if I'd be able to suspend my disbelief when it comes to child actors, like teen actors playing kids. Cause again, it just, it always feels like they're just being a bit too immature for the age of the actor. Maybe just if you're going to hire slightly older actors, age it up a little bit. You've got to modernise it. They've got to be swearing all the time. But, and and your review. Stabbing people. Review number four, Anne. What are you going to review? Anyone? What are you going to review, Anne? I played Robocop, Rogue City. How's that going? It's really good. I'm enjoying cool. it. It's um latest game from Taeon. Is that the name? Tato. Taeon. They developed, they did Terminator Resistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember the Rambo game? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't very good. That Terminal Resistance was pretty enjoyable. Um this is Robocop, it's got the same gameplay structure as the Terminator. I think I lent you my Terminator Resistance, didn't it's I? It's on my pile somewhere. Okay. Um it's got the same gameplay structure as the Terminator game as it's like, you know, you have a couple of missions, sometimes you're in like one location that's just like an interior shootout sort of type place. Sometimes you have a bigger area to go around and there'll be little missions that crop up as you're going around those areas sometimes just entirely secret missions that happen off like you know you find a doorway somewhere it leads you into its own little mini mission area but this this is like probably the best attempt at doing a robocop thing there's ever been outside of the first two films like it's it's really good robocop you 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 walk around a lot slowly mm. you have a sprint button but it's more of a sort of power walk than a sprint but um, I think even really his regular walking speed is a bit too fast for Robocop. It doesn't have the right... He he walks on like doof, 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 doof. But Robocop's walk speed should be more like doof, 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 like that, shouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. But um, anyway, yeah, you walk around, you shoot people. You shoot people in the nuts. Hurts them. Um, shoot them in the head. The head blows up. Shoot their arms off. It's very violent. Um, but the storyline, there's some new guy around. 
some new criminal guy on the streets and a bunch of the gangs are trying to vie for his attention to get work from him and stuff and you've got to take him down before crime goes out of control in Detroit City. Um, OCP are still planned to build Delta City. This sort of takes place after Robocop 2 but it doesn't really reference Robocop 2 often. Oh. Um, the only reference from Robocop 2 is nukes everywhere. The is there, drug. Is, there's also there's a boss apparently. You're a boss. Oh. But um, yeah, that's the only real thing from Robocop 2 is the nukes everywhere. Um, the only cast member from the films in it is Peter Weller. Like, they've got the faces for, like, Anne Lewis and, um, you know, Sergeant Reed and all that sort of stuff and the old man. But they're all voiced by entirely different people. They, yeah. It's noticeable. Um, Lewis! Um, it has, like, it has some of the same faults the Terminator game had. Like, I found audio was always bad on the Terminator game in all sorts of places. Oh, I thought audio was good in the Terminator game. No, it does... It does Good stuff, but the audio balance is always terrible on those games. Mm. And this has the same thing where, like, character dialogue is just drowned out by music or sounds that are going on around it, or their volume is way lower than everyone else's. Yeah, um, that happens a lot, especially the main villain. He's like, he's always, he's kind of softly spoken, and you can't always hear him. And his, his big introduction scene, like, you can't hear a fucking word he's saying. It's like he's, and he, he's sort of talking all, sort of quiet and calm during his sequence because he's you know he's a proper dignified villain. He's not like the thugs that are out there. But there's a the music in the background going he's like, like that's just like being drowned out entirely. Mm. Um it happens in another bit where you like you have to go find a the leader of a biker gang and he's being held hostage and there's this one song the punk gang are always listening to and it's playing on the radio right next to him and you can't hear a word he's saying. Uh, subtitles are on by default though oh that's good um, so that's handy um, but yeah it's good because you just sort of wander around you do very Robocopy stuff so you're like when you wander around the one area of Detroit that you always wander around I've been there three times now mm. the same area different times a day and there's different things going on but it's it's you know it's sort of kind of like in Yakuza games where it's just like this one area you keep patrolling um, but you wander around it and you'll find like a car parked in front of a fire hydrant so you issue it a ticket or you get stuff going on like you're at the police station, there's too much of a queue at the front desk, so you have to help lower the queue down by taking up the second position and taking record of everyone's reports for crime oh, and stuff. Right. Deciding whether or not they get a ticket or they get a warning or if they or what happens. Um Yeah, you can go around like you're you're told you need to uphold the law and, you know, um was it um improve the public trust or whatever it is, you know, the the freaking yeah. directives. Protect the innocent doesn't come up so often, um, to be honest. Um, you do get situations where someone's held hostage and you breach the door and you, you've got a few seconds to shoot everyone before they start shooting the hostages. But Oh, does it do the slow-mo thing? Yeah, oh, but like cool. um, you don't really know who's going to try and shoot the hostages. You'll just be shooting away at someone and one of the other ones will turn and start shooting at the hostages. So you kind of don't know how to prioritise who you're going to shoot, but pfft, okay, you just barge through the door and blast them to pieces. It's cool that they've got like that sort of AI in there, though, because I always find it like very when it's when it's too scripted, it mm. feels a bit like crap. When you like go in and like one person's going to shoot them and you shoot him and he's like, "Well, I guess the hostages are safe now." There was one that I did really well when I walked through the room, and one of your first power ups you can get is to ricochet bullets off walls. And there was like three guys holding hostages, he does that and in the a, second move, and there's a panel directly behind them. Yeah, and I just shot the panel three times, got them all in the back of the head, and they all just dropped like flies instantly. I love it when he does that. I think that. the slow mo carried on after they'd fallen down as Wasn't well. Wasn't it? Was it Robocop two where yeah. he goes? He the guy's puts got a baby. Puts a gun up and he's like, he's like, Pfft. yeah, yeah. Um, 
that's quite fun shooting bullets off walls and stuff. But um, there was one bit as well where some I, some bad guy shot through a wall, like the wall crumbled, and I realised you could just walk through all the walls in mm. this area. It doesn't come up often, but you just you just bar straight through them. And he just, does that in the films as well, doesn't yeah. he? he? Just walks through them. Um, it does go through a lot of the locations from the films as well. Ro- Ro- Robocop's glitching out during this. He's having weird visions from the past. I've got a feeling the story's going to reveal that the bad guy's making it happen because he's fiddling with this um, lighter a lot, and I've got a feeling that's causing glitches. Oh right, okay. Like I think an EMP. I think he's got something from. OCP. He's got something from OCP, yeah. Because um, he got really annoyed when he lost his lighter and he didn't have it, and then he gets it when you're out of prison and it starts happening again. Mm. Um, although there was a little, yeah. There's, and there's also a moment when the guy's in the prison, he's playing with a ball, yeah, and he puts the baseball down, and Robocop sort of looks at it for a minute. And I think he puts two and two together. This guy's always fiddling with something. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, there's there's loads of little touches from the from the films in there. Like there's adverts playing on the radio and stuff. You help a movie actor who's well, someone's been killed on a set. You find a dead prostitute as you do, and she's got some some blue and green stuff smeared on her. It's that you know the um, sun cream lotion, and you find some actor and some film crew shooting a sun cream commercial in the middle of the night out around the corner of the city in front of a green screen, the actor was refusing to wear the sun cream because, you know, it says that disclaimer in the advert that it will cause skin irritation, burning and all this sort of stuff. Mm. Um, so he hired some guy to get covered in the sun cream and double for him for those shots, but killed a prostitute in his extracurricular activities and paid the guy to hide the prop body. Mm. So it had the stuff on it. And when you're interviewing the guy who's covered in sun cream, he's just constantly scratching himself and freaking out. Because he's burning, and you start, you'd go investigate and leave him stand there. You can hear him going ah 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 like that in the background. Um, yeah, lots lots of silly stuff. I love all the things like where you have to go around signed, getting a get well card signed around the police station. Oh, is that actually a mission? Yeah, that's incredible. Because that's that's a Robocop thing to do. Because yeah, if Robocop is tasked with anything by the police or anything that would be a police, even the most tiniest police job. That has the same importance to him as stopping drug lords and, uh, you know, corrupt politicians and all this sort of stuff. Mm. Like, he will treat getting a cat out of the tree with the same importance as stopping a mugger or something. Like, that's that's Robocop for you. He's he's all about justice and the law. <laughs> Although there is the whole thing where, like, you know, police suck. And yeah, the police in this world are often portrayed... It's the same in the films as well, that they're portrayed as being sort of hard done by by OCP and they get screwed over and they... Or they keep having to unionise because... Keep, yeah, the, they have yeah, strikes. He's in it, the one he's always <laughs> calling for strikes. Yeah, but he's like... They were striking in Robocop 3, isn't it? 2. Or 2, yeah. 2 and uh, 3. Um, yeah, Kaplan. But the reason they keep striking is they privatise the police force. Yeah, but um, it comes up a whole bunch in that and, like, you almost view the police as being actual good guys um, yeah. at times because... They're so beaten down and stuff, and they just the, 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 they can't really get away with being corrupt because everyone else is way more corrupt than them. Yeah, a corrupt cop is just like a cop there, and you know they actually do have a genuine interest in stopping crime because the cities are so overrun they can't they have to do something because they're all dying all the time. Yeah, um, there's a big old memorial wall, and you have to hang a photo up for one of the officers who gets killed on it, and it's like 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 thirty odd pictures on it. And I assume it's just the photos for this month. Um, but um, there's loads of little details in there, though. Like when the car, when you drive your car out of the um, garage and you get in the car, it drives off, 
and it hits the ground as it goes up and the yeah, sparks saw, are flying out. Yeah, I saw out. something about that, yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's it's like little details like that that are straight from the fi- from the films. The gun, the sound of the... Like, this is something that they got really... Because I, I never got around to playing Terminator, but all the reviews online and stuff, it's like you, the key points to those films aren't like Michael Bean and like it's just the look of the Terminator and the guns. Mm. Just get those two things right. And like in this, it seems like I think they've gone a step further. They're like, okay, we need to also get... Oh, everything looks spot on. The character yeah. models are a bit ropey okay. compared to everything else. But Except for Peter Weller, I assume. No, they've all got like... Um, but they haven't got the f- most fluid facial animations oh, and all okay. that sort of stuff. But the robot, a bit more of a robotic animation suits Robocop, but yeah. not necessarily everyone else. But um, they've very much got the Xbox 360 year motion capture mm. sort of thing going on. But like, if you just stand still in a location, the image, the graphics on it look amazing. Yeah, like, it's Unreal Engine Five, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, but they've done they've done a really good job. Like you can see things popping in, especially in performance mode and mm. all this. Um, but like, like you walk around that little Detroit area and you stop, and it looks like a photo taken from Detroit. Like if you just stop for a second, but if you if you scrutinise it, you see like the texture, like the bump maps making the ground look really nice is a bit. Mm. Is a bit low res and stuff like that. Or you'll see a lot. You get a lot of the ray tracing. You know, when ray tracing, you have that fuzziness that comes with ray tracing. Sometimes you get a lot of that. Um, but the ray tracing is active in performance mode. Like the the water on the ground reflects all the city and everything. Mm. Um, I wish you could have Robocop's reflection turn up and stuff. That's not there. It reflects other people, but not Ro- but Robocop doesn't get reflected in anything, mm. which is a bit of a shame. I would have liked to be able to walk past a mirror. Oh, that's something. This game does have. Um, you know, like how in video games when a mirror's broken, it stops working. Yeah. It's got that going on. You ray trace it. Just ray trace the mirrors, man. Um, like you ray trace all sorts of other stuff. One of my favourite parts of Robocop, all of the Robocop, any Robocop, is his challenges of humanity. Oh, you have um, psychiatric assessments as a psychiatrist. Oh, okay, cool. So you have to answer the questions and decide whether or not you're Murphy, you're Robocop, your product. Or... I like that shit because, like, you often think he died. And like, there'd be this intense moment of pain and then he's suddenly alive again or is he mm. I think that's such an interesting idea and concept like does Robocop have a soul and the fact that it's like never definitively answered is fucking terrifying yeah um yeah. good old good old robot Robert the cop Robert the cop I do wish you could make the little spike thing come out your hand and stab people with it I freaking is I that not that. a move you can unlock no you just punch people really hard oh. but you can grab people and throw them across the room and pick up like entire motorbikes and throw them at people, and um, but you can you can go up to fuse boxes and smack them with the spike to recharge your health. Oh, cool! If you want to, um, yeah, you get some little power ups as well. There's like a dash move you can do. I've unlocked, but I don't use it. Mm. Um, but it's there because like the the way that the skill tree works is like ten different skills. Mm. I've been kind of putting everything into the combat stuff. Yeah, but it turns out you kind of want to have deduction and like psychiatry and all this sort of stuff boosted up because mm. it allows you to get different options when you're talking to people. Oh, cool. Um, but also allows you to do stuff like find clues, different clues, or you might have something that you can't solve unless you're above a certain level. Oh, right, like yeah. A yeah. um, little bit of an emergent sim element going yeah. in it. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good, enjoyable. It's not a frigging 70 quid game. It's a reasonably priced 45, 30, 40. 45 I got it for. But... Um, yeah, I, I've, I've enjoyed it. I, I would like to see them do a Robocop versus Terminator game next. Let's, let's do that. Put them in the future. Yeah, have a co-op mode with mm. Robocop versus Terminator. Actually, what I think they should do next, because if they're on this role of doing these movie licensed games that are actually kind of decent, 
Um, one, maybe do a good Rambo game, but also a Total Recall game. Give me a Total Recall game. Set on Mars. Just do the story of the movie, but like expand it a hell of a lot. Get Ronnie Cox in there. Get was it Kurtwood Smith? No, it wasn't Kurtwood Smith. Kurtwood Smith Robocop. Who's the guy in Total Recall? The one who's always losing his arms. Michael Ironside. Oh yeah. Yeah, get him in there. You wouldn't get Arnie though, would you? Um get Patrick Swartz in there because do you, an impression. Can you please remake the PS2 thing game? The thing? But just as an, as a the same Robocop game. Yeah, Blue just... Point, can you do that actually? If we're asking for stuff. Blue Point, can you please remake the what is it, two thousand two, two thousand three? The Thing video game for PS2? Can we remake that? Look, they're busy working on a remaster of Blink's The Time Sweeper. That's far more important. Uh, oh, no, Night Diver working on a remake of System Shock 2, aren't they? System Shock. No, they've done System Shock. That's out. They're doing System Shock they're 2. They're doing now. Dark Forces. Are they doing Dark Forces? Oh, yeah, okay. which I'm going to buy because Dark Forces is one of my favourite first-person shooters ever. That game's freaking great. But um, yeah, this Robocop is great. I saw some people complain the Robocop moves slowly. I'm like, fucking Robocop. Like, you're a tank. You just mm. you walk into a room, you barely have to move. You just aim and shoot at everyone. Um, I do think there should be a quick target lock mechanism on there. Because then you could get that Robocop feel when... Does it do the... When you target people, it goes blink and it puts a target yeah, on Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think there should be a way of, like, snapping between the targets. Oh, right. Because then you could have the whole... You know, like when he bursts into the drug den in the first film and he's just like... <laughs> like that, and he's just gunning down all these people from all over the place and barely moving. Um, that'd be cool. <laughs> And each one, apparently there's, there's unlockable skins in the game, but I haven't unlocked any yet. I assume you don't unlock them until you finish it, maybe. Um, and apparently there's no new game plus, which I'm surprised by. Um, there is a cool upgrade system for the guns. It's really basic, but you get like motherboards for the guns. And you have to put um, these different chips that go in different directions into it to try and guide the power mm. through the motherboard, but avoid the parts of the motherboard that will reduce the power of your gun. So that's kind of a neat idea. Um, some of the power-ups are things like single-shot burst fire, like continuous fire or single-shot for your main gun. Yeah. Um, you can make it so you never need to reload it sometimes, depending on what's on the motherboard. Um, the best one's the one that makes the even gorier kills. So, of course, that's what you want. Yeah, like blood just goes everywhere all over the walls. Is there a dick-targeting mode? Oh, you can shoot people in the dick. They'll just, but is there like just... a dick-targeting mode? No, they they fall to the ground grabbing their crutch and die. Like, after you shoot them in the dick. Yeah. Um, do you like it when I've blown someone's head off though and they're just like, ah, he got me! I'm like, no shit, man. You fucking just, you just got a lower jaw. Fucking head's gone. But, um, yeah, it's kind of fun. All the cutscenes, like, they play out in engine, in location, and everything. So if you've splattered blood all over the walls, it's just everywhere's covered in blood. Mm. Um, which is a nice touch. Um, it is buggy as hell. There's like, you know, graphics popping in all over the place. And I had like, I've had one crash after one of the levels. Just just happened out of nowhere when I just got up off when I went to move. Um, I had one cutscene where a prison guard was had his gun pointed at a, pri- a prisoner, and the prisoner's trying to convince you to let him go. Um, but the cutscene had them both in the same position during the cutscene, and it would keep cutting to a blank part of the room when the prison guard talks because he's meant to be stood there, but instead he was on the exact same spot as the prisoner. They're like merging through each other. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a bit buggy, but I mean, so was the Terminator game. That had, that had all sorts of random weird bugs in it. And also, considering it's made by like a smaller team, like a yeah. way smaller team. This is what I want, though. I want more games that look worse, cost less to make, have less bloat. This mm. is what I want. Because you've got 
you've got the one skill thing to boost up your stats, and you've got the one thing from customizing how the gun works, and that's it. Hmm. There's no, there's not like a million bits of busy work. Like you can collect up bits of evidence, and sometimes there's a police work thing. We have to collect up a certain amount of evidence. But you find that shit everywhere. It's just like lying around, just grab it, get the points, you're done. Yeah. It's not like you have to go around and find them all on the map. They all appear on the map and you have to hunt them all down and all this sort of stuff. Mm. It's just, you go you go find them as you go along, as you're doing your level. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I did find a basketball in a basketball court and I kept trying to throw it and score a, a hoop, as it were. A hoop? Yeah, that's what they call it. Scoring a hoop. A hoop. Scoring a hoop? Yeah. I kept trying, but it just bounced off all over the place. I couldn't. I couldn't get it right. So it's got to be an achievement. on where you are around the court. Yeah. So. Like three in football. Pointer. If you're behind the halfway line in football, you get three points. On when you're on the football field. If you're half court, you get all the points. Yeah. I mean, not half court. How's the offside, the offside rule in football is when one half of the pitch starts flashing red. Yeah. And if you're on that side when it stops, when it's when it goes solid red, you're offside. Yeah. That's how football works. Yeah. Yeah, I understand football. Offside's a lot easier to remember than people make out. I mean, people don't know this, but my voice is in a football game, so if we can, it's in uh, Behold the Kick Men. Oh, yeah, so it is. <laughs> so, possibly. I don't know. I think he lost the file. But I, I still got a copy of the game for it. But yeah. Behold the Kick Men. It's um, a good football game. You should play it. And if you don't like football, you can turn it into a future sports mode, which is quite good. What, Robocop? No, Behold, Behold the oh, Kick Oh, right, sorry. Yeah, Robocop's... Um, there's two DLCs out for it. They're just skins. Oh, right. Yeah, there's like a... Is it the new Robocop skin? No, one of them's the blue one from the second film. Yeah. Because you know, they made it more eggshell blue, didn't yeah. they? And the other one's like his damaged, fucked up armour from the end of the first film. Oh. Um, you do get to go around a couple locations from the first film. Is that film. the one with the eye poking out of the, slit of the broken shielding? I don't know, it's just all shot up and stuff. Oh. And you get a, like a concept art version of the gun, and oh, things cool. like that. And a completely all black version of the gun. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they do do the... Modern remake look, costume. Look, at some point. I know, I know that it's not. I like great. it. I've, I've it's not it. a terrible movie. It's not great it's though. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. If it was gorier, yeah, yeah. The shooting taser, but that film when they you can tell when they were told, oh no, you can't have any gore, and they wrote it into the script why there's no gore because he specifically has stun rounds. And it's like they they knew they were having to do that, and it's like they were commenting on the studio. Yeah, Ten the Khan. And I like that the film inverted his whole character arc. It was it was about him losing his amount of humanity, and him lose because he starts off he's just he's just still Murphy, and but he's a robot, and he gradually loses that. And I think that film should have ended the last bit when he gets his arm trapped under the Ed two hundred nine. He should have had to cut his hand off, and lose that last piece, that last ability to touch something as a human that he had. And he should have had to cut that hand off and have it fully replaced with a robot one at the end. Hey, do you remember in the first Iron Man where his costume at the end, bits of his costume would get chipped off by Ironmonger? Hmm. And there's that moment where he he lands down. He's He's got one foot exposed and one hand exposed. And there's a really nice moment where he, he does a little boost thing with his hand and his foot. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he accidentally treads on his bad his foot that's exposed and it hurts his foot. And he also puts his hand down for a second. He's like, ah, ah, ah. And he has to use the other one to... Really nice little character moments. Remember when we were talking about Marvel? They're not really making much effort with films anymore. We watched Guardians of the Galaxy 3 the other day. Though. Oh, it's heartbreaking. The film's great. It's so heartbreaking. Really good film. I don't like watching it, and it makes me real sad. No, oh, you should watch Ant Man and Wasp Quantumania instead. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll numb me. <laughs> you want to feel nothing. Yeah. Just a, I just want a product. <laughs> Give me a product. 
but yeah. Okay. Speaking of product, what's your fourth review? Your final review? Well, I've been thinking about this because it's two hours now. Yeah. I've been thinking about this and I've seen there's been two things that I've done that I could review well, it's either going to be Metal Gear Solid The Master Collection or it's going to be Anatomy of a Murder which a, one will take less time a Palm Dior winning classic movie that uh, really made me think a lot so uh, I'm going to do that one Master, Master, <laughs> no, Master do Metal Gear Solid Metal Gear Solid's fine great enjoy that I've got on Switch pretty good um, doesn't run great, but I think eventually we'll get sixty frames per second. Anyway, anatomy Sweet, of a done, awesome. Anatomy of a, anatomy of a fool. Sorry, is a is a um, is a. You didn't review Fall of the House of Usher at any point. No, I haven't finished watching it. No, it takes me a long time to get through these things. No, it doesn't. Since when? Fall of the House. Well, any of the Mike Flanagan series. I'm not like a huge fan of his like spooky boopy series. Like I liked Midnight Mass because it was like vampires. It felt a lot like just a Salem's Lot remake. But like his other stuff, like where it's like ghosts and ghouls and shit. I just don't care about ghosts. I just don't care about ghosts much, dude. Like they're just Patrick Swayze. Give me something. He's rolling in his grave. Give me something. No, he's not because he's a ghost. He's He's just up in the air. Um, So anatomy of a fool. So a woman's husband. uh, Well, a woman's husband falls from the top of their house and dies, Um, and. Because she is the only person in the house at the time, she is indicted, and eventually they attempt to charge her for the murder of her husband. And it is uh, a film about the raw emotions of a very broken... Well, not even broken couple, but like the resentment between two people dealing with grief over an incident in very different ways, and sort of whether or not people are fully telling the truth and whether or not the truth can even be told by someone who's passed away and, and, and whether or not it's just misremembered dalliances with the truth. Well, they're doing a seance to get... No, it's it's that. it's so fucking weird. So basically it's a couple where the woman is quite, quite good at writing. She's sold a few books and she's fairly popular. But that sort of made his masculinity challenge because he's not doing well as write, as a writer. He keeps trying to come up with these ideas and he's just not got anything coming forward. what everyone else does when you don't do good as and a writer. And so instead a he's, he's a teacher... And he's homeschooling their son and like he's doing, he's renovating this house they live in and it's like causing friction between them because she, they, he's French, their son speaks oh, French, fuck. they live in France, but she's German. So when she's in the house, she speaks English to the, to the, the father and the son. And, uh, and there is this like incredible argument that's recorded because it turns out that he's been recording conversations between them to try and drum up some inspiration, like he was almost going to write like an autobiographical book about their relationship. And this fight is just incredibly raw and horrible and just so painful to hear. And he's like, and and he keeps saying stuff like, I don't have any time to myself. And it's like, but you volunteered to teach our kid. You wanted to go back to teaching. You wanted to move back into your parents' house and renovate it. You wanted these things. It's like, but I don't have time to myself. I don't have any time to myself. And she's like, but you wanted to do this stuff. If you don't want to do it, that's fine. We can change things. Is he upset because he's the housewife? No, he's just he's just upset because he wants to be upset. Like it's he he says like um he keeps saying like stop treating me like I'm a victim of my own decisions. She goes, stop talking like you're a victim then. And it's so fucking heartbreaking and raw and horrible and like so it it sort of it a lot of the film is a court case so we witness the court case we also witness a few things before you never like 
you never get a definitive sense of what really happened. Did he kill himself? Did she push him? Was it an accident? Did he fall from the roof? Like, there are bits where you very briefly get glimpses of people, especially at the beginning, right before the accident. You get a glimpse of him in the house smoking a cigarette and leaning over a balcony. And he sort of, like, has this resentful look. And all through the opening scene, he's playing, like, a really loud jazz rendition of In the Club by 50 Cent. As she's trying to take this interview. I would kill him. I would fucking... <laughs> As she's trying to take an interview with, like, a student who's interested in her writing, he's blasting this music, and you can almost not hear them have this discussion. And he's, like, renovating upstairs and blasting this music. And then as soon as this woman leaves the house and goes towards her car, the music's turned down a little bit. Well, it's just because of the effect of her being outside. Maybe it sounds quieter. But music's down a little bit, and he's just smoking a cigarette on a balcony, a level below where the music's even playing. And just you sort of get, like, this almost like it's performative for him. But then the wife defends him doing that. Like she says, like, oh, it's a way that he 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 relaxes. He has this loud, thunderous music and it relaxes him. It sort of takes him out of, mm. like... It's just, it like like I said, everything is so... And you don't know whether she's telling the truth. You don't know whether the son, eventually, he has to go and take the stand. And it's revealed that, like, maybe the maybe the dad... He did suffer from depression. He was taking antidepressants and he did have like a lot of, he had a lot of um, grief because his kid had an accident when he was younger. So basically the dad was meant to pick him up at school. The dad didn't arrive to pick him up at school. The kid walked to a local bus stop and as he was walking there, a, 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 um, like a, a moped collided with the kid, fucked up his eyes. So he's like, he's got issues with sight um, and it comes out in the court case. He was like, he kept, he kept blaming you for the incident. And then he said, you blamed him. And, he got, and she goes, I never blamed him. The reason our kid takes piano lessons, the reason our kid, you know, has social media, he has a dog, he has a life is because maybe for the first few days, I resented my husband for, for not picking up our child. But then after that, no, I didn't resent him because if I was to resent my husband, if I was to treat this like something that was destroying our relationship, then I would be impacting my child's life. I wanted my child to have a life. I didn't want him to think of himself as disabled. I didn't want to think of him as disabled. I just let him get on being a child. And he has these things. He does. He is a kid. He goes to school. Why would I, why would I do anything but treat him like a child? And you sort of like, the defense is very aggressive. And there is like, there is some bits about traditional gender roles. And there are some like bits about like, maybe, maybe they are treating her a certain way because she's the mother. Maybe they're treating, Maybe they're treating the father like some sort of like saint because he was giving up so much of his time. But like he offered to do that. And then when he didn't want to do that, he couldn't bring himself to say he didn't want to do that anymore. It's all just so difficult and challenging and raw. And like all the performances are fucking incredible. The child, the kid is especially incredible. Like I usually hate kid actors. Like they do great on me. But this kid was just like fucking possessed. You just hate kids. Maybe. How dare you? But yeah, like even Macaulay Culkin. I don't, I don't hate kids. But even I've got Corey nephews. Feldman. I've got nephews. Love my nephews. They're fine. Whatever. Great people. <laughs> Some <laughs> of my best friends are kids. <laughs> Two out of five stars for my nephews. <laughs> but no, Anatomy of a Fool. It's. It might be my film of the year. It's just fucking incredible, and I want to watch it again because I think that there are hints to what really happened. I think there may be something that tells us what happened, but it's just... Because there's so much of it in there that that is... Like, especially, like, even the accident, when they're going over the accident, they're like, they're like, so if you were to strike him, he you'd have to hit him really hard. You'd have to be leant over the balcony, and you'd have to hit him like this. 
and it'd be enough force to topple him over the balcony without him hitting his head at the bottom of the balcony because then he'd leave blood there but for his head to topple over and then hit the corner of the shed and leave blood there and then the body to slide down by and it's just like it sounds like it, it could never possibly happen but then like there's also like there are people that say like this is my theory. I can definitively tell you what happened. She has superpowers. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a Marvel spinoff. Yeah. <gasps> and then they meet Hank McCoy. <laughs> um, but yeah, Anatomy of a Fall, just almost, I think, like, perfect filmmaking. It's like, it's very long, two and a half hours, so patience for this sort of thing. If it leaves be... a lot of stuff up in the air, you're saying this would be a perfect film for fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah, 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 absolutely. to watch. If you've, if you, because they love it when something's left ambiguous. If you watch For the Dark World and you thought, I really like this, watch because that was the truth. That's the truest cinema form of cinema. That's, that's much more I saw Scorsese. someone, I saw someone describe um, a scene from Rebel Moon that they had seen in a preview yeah. as being as if Terence Malick had landed on another planet and just filmed some stuff going on. And I'm, I'm currently like chewing my own brain into pieces at the idea of. Zack Snyder having an, a millimetre of talent compared to Terence Malick or shooting anything or understanding He doesn't know how Terrence to Malick's shoot anything. Stuck in, he knows how to shoot music videos and commercials. No, he doesn't. He has a he has someone who does the cinematography and shit. He just directs it. He doesn't know how to shoot shit. You saw Army of the Dead. It's all out of focus. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch Army of the Dead. There's um, Who was the guy who directed The Fountain? David Aronofsky. Yeah, Darren Aronofsky... He's doing a fucking biopic about Elon Musk. So Darren Aronofsky created The Fountain. If you want to watch a film that is visually stunning and will actually destroy you, that film's incredible. That's a fucking incredible movie. Yeah. Do you not like like it? You're missing stuff from it. It's not... Yeah, well, there's... You're supposed to read the comic and there's fucking... No, it was cut to ribbons. Yeah, but you're meant to read a comic as no, well. No, because the studio cut to ribbons, so that's why there's supplementary yes. material now. There's but you can follow it. They you talked about it before. They said they were going to do like an animated thing for it and all this. What, and... for The Fountain? Yeah, there was the Hugh all Jackman sort. and Rachel Wise film. Yeah, when it was, before it came out, there was all this talk about how they were going to have this multimedia thing. And it was why? Like, it tells a complete story. There's more to it. You there's to not more to it. It tells a complete story. You got to know about the conquistador guy more, and you got to. What do you need to know more about? More about him? Hugh Jackman sitting in his bubble. <laughs> That's what it's all about. <laughs> Stop it! And how he you got his Wolverine powers. Oh my god! All right, well I take it back. The Fountain was a good film. That's a fucking atrocious piece of shit. No, there was a, there was a bunch of stuff. There was a comic that went along with it. I don't I don't remember any of that. I've only ever no, seen no one the read film. the comic. Fucking I've seen the film in three different ways. I've seen I saw. I saw it as uh, a really shit cinema night where we watched it on a projector that must have been standard definition. Gross. And then I saw the I saw the Blu-ray Disgusting. version, and then I saw the there was a film print that the Prince Charles had. Uh. And they showed that and the Wrestler, <laughs> so I saw those two. And it was oh, that sounds incredible. like a fun night. Really incredible looking films though. The Wrestler and the Fountain back to back. Darren Aronofsky. I'm fucking we're talking about back to back. Yeah, I guess fucking Darren Aronofsky loves. Just filming people's backs. He's got that's his fetish. Mickey Rourke's back. He just he does that. He films from behind people all the time. Does he? Just fucking loves filling the screen with their back. It's a thing he does. Joel Aaron, Aaron Aronofsky, and he also loves ripping off Perfect Blue. Um, it's just a thing he does. Just rips off Perfect Blue every now and again. Do you remember he was going to make a RoboCop film? Yeah. And he almost made a Wolverine film, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He um, the Wolverine was going yeah. to be his one, wasn't it? Yeah, and then it was, uh, what's his name instead? 
the guy who did Logan. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny that the Wolverine and Logan are so massively different. And it's the same director. John Thingy. Him. Yeah. Do you remember Wolverine Origins, X-Men Origins Wolverine? Yeah. Which I will I insist people rewatch that film, but watch it as as a European taking the piss out of American movies. No, because that's watch, what it clearly is. No, no, no. If you want to watch that film the best possible way, you watch the work print that was leaked. <laughs> all the special effects were done. It was amazing. It makes it a hundred times better. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, uh, Anatomy of a Fault, just heartbreakingly incredible. It feels like we're watching people go through an incredible crisis and, like, all this stuff coming out. And, what, like the PS1 game? So, yeah, Anatomy of a Fool. Uh, Tom Atkins, it's been a strong week for media this week. I've, I've watched some You've good shit. You've never played American Incredible Crisis. not about Incredible Crisis. Yeah, I do, but the old man's got to survive. It's the family, isn't it? It's a Japanese family, and yeah, they've got to get yeah, home for the grandma's home, birthday. Like a, a mount, what is it? It's like, a, first it's an earthquake, no, then it's a volcano. There's all sorts of stuff. You get, you get trapped in a lift as like, yeah. stuff's falling down, you've got to tap the button to make the lift move. There were then three on a, of them, weren't there? On a cart and on the on the yeah, there's hospital three of gurney. There's one on the Wii, isn't there? Down the world. No, no, there's only one game. No, there's three games. Nah. There are three games. There's only one. I had it on PS1. It was really difficult. There's one game in the UK, but there were more in, in Japan. You're fucking more in Japan. Anyway, um, tell them to fuck off. No. Uh, you can find Anne at uh, Mellow Gaming. Sure. You can also find on YouTube. You can also find Ant on YouTube under Ant's bot collection. You recently did a video about some butt plug that becomes another butt plug. This guy. I that reviewed guy. him on here. Fans, that butt plug. Mod fans ruler. Mod fans ruler. Um, you can also find Ant on on X, no. formerly known as Twitter. I'm on as Twitter. Wild Will's hat. And also, um, me, uh, you can also find him as LV54 Space Monkey. Can and you? You can find me. And you can also find you on Blue Ski. Yeah, I'm on Blue Sky. Yeah, under cool. Mellow Gaming. No. Under Wild Wars Hat. Yeah. Okay. And you can find me... Blue Sky's 90% Neil Gaiman tweets. As oh, far is it as really? Tell, yeah. No, what are we calling them? Skeets. Skeets. I think they should be called Bleats. Blue Sky, Bleating. Like a sheep, Bleats. I mean, you should call them posts, really, wouldn't you? Sheep look like clouds. Clouds cool. in the sky. You know what I'm just... You know what I'm getting at? Bleats. Yeah. Fucking... You find me as uh, Chris Apocalypse everywhere, including YouTube, Twitter, Mellow Gaming, you know, everywhere. Drill's on Blue Sky. Drill's on Blue Sky? Yeah. Do you remember Drill? No. Who was Drill? Drill on Twitter. He's the fucking... The only thing that's good on Twitter. <laughs> the back of every police car has a secret urinal. You know, it's, it's, he does those tweets. He's the one about who did the old, um, you know, I walk backwards into hell, flipping God off, and all that. That guy. He, no, no idea. Joe, you know he's got the Jack Nicholson profile pic. No, no idea. Um, fucking hell! Can't have been on Twitter much if you don't know about Drill. No, I'm not on Twitter much, mate. Because it's a fucking hellscape full of right wing twats. Um, oh, you know, you know what made me laugh yesterday? Jokes. That's it. Good one. <laughs> End of the podcast. <laughs> um, live. I, I went to them. I was like, "We're just just ordinary men." And she was like, "Just yeah, normal men. Just normal men. Just normal men. Like, yeah, we're just normal men. Just innocent men. Just innocent men." <laughs> you fucking couldn't stop laughing. Good times. Good times. Just remembering when I was enjoying being around another person. You know. 
<laughs> and what are you looking forward to coming up? Getting paid. When you get paid? Um, at some point this week between Tuesday and Thursday, cool. who knows? Rent's due, mate, so sh- feel free to give me some money. What? <laughs> That's not how that works. <laughs> For a second, you were like, you were considering it. No, you said rent's due, and I'm like, yeah, to me. No, 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 other way around. No. No, rent's next week as well, I'll have you know. Rent's gone up. Cool. With the euro. <laughs> I'll give you. I'll pay you from euros. Two fifty euros. euros. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's two fifty euros in pounds? It doesn't matter. You've really asked good. for it. You get it now. Five hundred anyway. But it's probably really good. I bet the conversion works out well. Mm, I'll do it. But you know, actually, you... I think euros pretty much one euro to a pound now. Isn't no, it? isn't it? No. But don't worry. I'll pay you in euros, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'll pay you in euros. <laughs> I'll pay you 200. I bought that in euros. Yeah, don't worry. You get 500 euros a month going forward. Don't worry, I'll get you sorted. I'll sort you right out, man. Do you want it in, do you want it in, do you want it in cash? I want <laughs> You want 250 euros in cash? Yeah, I could take that into shops. Yeah. But they won't even take Scottish pound notes and stuff. Did you see the stupid fucking Facebook thing that's been going around recently where it's like, don't use your card in shops. Oh, yeah, that's what my auntie's into now. Oh, yeah. It's like, get fucked. One moment, if I'm going for a jog, and at the end of my jog, I want a Pepsi, I don't want to be carrying 75p or a quid in change. Yeah, I don't. Ricocheting around my pocket, waiting for someone to go past and get taken out. No, I know people are big into the whole, oh, one transaction uses up loads and loads of electricity, uses more electricity than running a car or something. Like, no, it doesn't, because, like, those banks process all millions of transactions a day. They're telling you how much electricity having that machine on all day costs, but those machines are doing thousands of transactions. The amount, also, it doesn't matter how many go through it. It uses the same amount of electricity no matter what. Also, if she gave a shit about how much electricity was being used, she'd turn her fucking phone off and get off of fucking Facebook. Dumb cunt. Anyway, as always, Rishi Sunak uh, doesn't fuck kids, but Suella Braverman wants to kill him. Hmm. Really wants to kill kids. She's a fucking monster. Yeah, she's trying to get fired. She, you reckon? Yeah, she's trying to get fired so she gets the whole um, I was GB ousted and, and yeah. GB News and all that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They all turn to that shit old channel. All right, well, if you watch GB News, you're probably a cunt. Fuck off. Bye. <laughs> you're too polite to him. Uh, in the hole. Straight uh, to jail. They'll put you in jail if you say you're British. They'll put you in jail if you say you're British yeah, and then punch a policeman. The they won't even let you punch policemen anymore. No. Did you see that guy? There's a picture of a guy wearing a poppy and he's pulled his top up and he's got a swash sticker tattoo on his ribs. I was like, what is this gentleman up to? This is a very confusing it's okay, message. He's wearing a poppy. He's wearing a poppy. Do you think it's for the Nazis? Is he wearing a poppy for the Nazis? Why is he wearing a poppy, Ant? He's got a swastika tattoo. For British. British! He's wearing a poppy for British. But who's he wearing a swastika for? For British. <laughs> I'm dying. Why is he doing that? What school do you go to to get that sort of level of education? You don't. That's the neat part. <laughs> That's the neat part. You don't need to go to school to be, yeah. to be that dumb. You don't need to go anywhere. Except the dump. Stick of the dump! Maybe it's no stick. That's Ian Bill. Ian Bill, yeah. He's uh, homeless. Wouldn't it be really funny if we found out that everyone who watched GB News at some point has had serious undiagnosed head trauma? Probably. <laughs> like, 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 I've yeah. had lots of head trauma. Yeah, and you watch a lot of I got of GB a concussion news. once, and the ambulance driver described the concussion and went, oh, it sounds like you got a concussion. I went, I've had that about four times before. <laughs> 
I had a seizure once when I was a kid. Sweet, so did I. Yeah, yeah. I had a seizure and I really slammed my head against the cast iron radiator we yeah. had in the living room. And then I sort of like, you know, like where your neck's like at a weird angle and you're like, <clears throat> you aren't feeling the pain yet because you've just, everything's mm. gone. And I was just like, sort of like, oh, I wonder if I could still move my arms. And like, oh yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> no, I just had to go to the hospital because my heart almost stopped working. I was alone at home, so I just, I'm just, I'm kind of lucky I survived, I guess. Oh. Or not, who knows? I'm lucky for some of us. Anyway, <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. You're going to love those euros, Anne. Bye. <laughs> you fresh euros. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye.